<clears throat> we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Press Box. I'm your host, J-Rob. First things first, you know, I got to introduce some of the usual suspects that are usually up here with us. Random, Riddell, Bama. Obviously, I know his injury. He's on bed rest. My man, oh my, my man, Bama, no knees. And yeah. early here as always, <laughs> new to the team, new to the, to the panel today. Some of you guys may know him from Nerd Sesh. He's in the building. Carson, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Trent is in the building as well. Yo. We got a jam-packed episode. I'm really excited to touch on a lot of topics. Really excited to hear Carson and some of your thoughts as a new face on the show. Um, and with that being said, first things first, fellas, how are y'all doing today? Is everybody doing well? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Uh, a lot of uh, re- uh, reflection from yesterday. Uh, <laughs> me, and, me and J-Rod went at it yesterday about uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, we're probably about to go at it again. So let's all go. Right. Definitely right. heated. Definitely heated. Honestly, yeah, it's good, bro. You know, even though this is we talking football here, basketball back, this is the best season of the year. NBA yeah. and NFL, bro. Come on now. What are we talking about? This is great. Great sports. Yeah. All right. Let's tap into our first topic then. Let's get it. Let's just get it right into it. So latest power rankings by Pro Football Talk were released. Right now, they have the Kansas City Chiefs as the top team in the NFL heading into week eight. Obviously, we know with power rankings, they tend to move up and down. But I don't think any of us Right, would have thought that the, I don't think anybody would have saw the Chiefs as being the number team, the number one team at this point, just the way it kind of looks to start the year. But now, with that being the top team in the league, I guess this does pose the conversation, and I want to hear your opinions on this. Do y'all think the Chiefs are officially the number one team in the league at this point? I would say the Eagles are the best team. If they play today, I think the Eagles would win. Um, they, I understand the Chiefs' defense is good. The Chiefs wide receiving core, we still have uh, plenty of questions about. We're still waiting for somebody to emerge. Um, and if Tra- and obviously we've already kind of seen how they look without Travis Kelsey. I understand that um, the first game of the season, they had a lot of drops. But we need we still need a kind of re- reliable, dependable dis- uh, receiver. It says something that they went to the Jets and got McCole Hardman back um, after letting him go. And that's maybe – and immediately he had an impact in the game on, on Sunday. So – the, the Chiefs, uh, what's it? The Chiefs receiving core, I think, is what puts them down. Mind you, these are still tier one teams, but the Eagles have the slight edge um, over over the Chiefs. To be a team has a huge gap. Sorry, I don't think any team has a huge gap this year in the NFL. There's just so many teams. So I think KC is in that bunch with with the Eagles. You you want to throw in the fraud Niners in there? We can throw them into. It's fine. Um, you know, even the Dolphins, they'll be in the mix. So I think there's just so many teams who have a chance here. There's no one definitive team. So if you want to put KC on one, it's fine. But if you want to put the Eagles, there's another team. I think that's perfectly fine too. Nah, for me, I got the Chiefs number one. Um, I the only the it's crazy that the only question really is the receiving core in the passing game. That's the question of the Chiefs. That kind of tells you a lot. The running game has been good with Pacheco. I guess they decided, hey, Edward Hilaire will get some touches. McKinnon, we already know, third down back, receiving back really good. Uh, Travis Kelsey, hey, man, he's on form. Ever since getting with Taylor Swift, he's been cooking, bro. Cooking. They did him dirty with that overlay. (laughs) That overlay. Travis Kelsey been cooking. I will say this, though. um, The defense has been cooking. We already talked about it. I've said it was top 10 defense at the beginning of the year. They've been cooking this year. Um, 
But I will say that the receiving core is definitely playing better since week one. Rasheed Rice is looking like he's going to be yeah. the best receiver out of the receiving mm-hmm. core. I agree. And he's been pretty good, especially recently. McCole Hardman, honestly, I, th- I think it was a, such a great get for them to bring him back because now they have two people that you can't kind of uh, – that can take the top off with Valdez Scantling and McCole Hardman, and that's really great. And then Rasheed Rice, if he can do that Doo Smith role – we back mm-hmm. right where we were last year. So right. the, the Chiefs, I got number one for sure. I think those are some great points because after week one, when Kelsey wasn't out there, I was definitely worried about the Chiefs receiving core. But at this point, I think it's a better group than last year. I think it's deeper. I think Rasheed Rice is legit. I think that they have those guys who can vertically stretch the field with Watson and MVS and now Hardman. You got a guy you can get the ball to in space and Kadarius Tony. And it's not like these guys individually are great, but they have specialists. They have guys who can fill their roles and, I do have the Chiefs number one right now. I think this is a legitimately elite defense, number two scoring defense right now. Dominant pass rush. They held the Chargers to one of their worst offensive games of the years. They held the Vikings with healthy Jettas to one of their worst offensive games of the year. The Jags to nine points. Like They are consistently stifling good offenses. The Lions only got 14 offensive points on them. And then the difference maker to me is the Niners and the Eagles, I think, are the two most stacked teams top to bottom, both sides of the football, every position group. But with the inconsistency we've seen in quarterback play from both of them, especially Mm -hmm. worried about Purdy stopping the mistake-free football, putting the football in dangerous places, I always am going to believe that a Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey-led offense is going to be elite and that he is going to make big plays in big scenarios. And when they also have easily the best defense of Mahomes' career – I'm in on the Chiefs. It, it's tight between those top three, but I think that they have asserted themselves as the best and the most reliable of those guys to me. Yeah, for sure. already crazy. Yeah, I for sure. Agree. I think that for the past two years, well, since last year, could win this year too. The Eagles have the better roster, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, just if I had to take a team to win it all, I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs, bro. Like, you guys mm-hmm. still got Mahomes, and, and like you said, this is the best defense for sure Mahomes has ever had. So yeah, it's really that kind of plain and simple. I don't have a problem with me. I think I think it's for sure the top two teams are the Chiefs and the Eagles, and I'm not thinking twice. So whoever you have at number one, I don't care. Now I would like to see though how that Eagles secondary is gonna look with Kevin Byer. If they looking like they locked down for real and what how the D line is playing too, they might be number one. So it's really just flip flop for real. Hey, you just you're splitting hair I'm, at this point. I'm gonna right? say this right here, right? Base, I, I'm kind of lazy with it. I'm going to piggyback off of what Trent said, <laughs> but just based off the fact that they won the gauntlet last year when people like me thought they was going to go 9-8, and eight, I feel like he just got to beat them until yeah, until, sure. mm-hmm. until they, they, they get knocked off in the playoffs or whatever. <clears throat> I feel like these power rankings is like for the new teams, like who who the new kids in the playoffs that might finna make noise. But for the most part, these all these teams, the Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, they consistently there, and we know they're going to be there. And the fact that they got Patrick Mahomes and they was able to piece together that type of season, they how they was piecing together, and he was on a bum ankle dog, I can't bet against that kid no more, bro. I don't care if mm. he got no receivers. Like, he already showed you. They was picking and pulling receivers over there, and they was him and Andy Reid was figuring out how to get it done. And that was with a defense we thought that was just, what, Chandler Jones a bust. You feel mm. me? So, and they beat a stack. That, that Eagles defense last year was stacked. Didn't they whole front seven have 10-plus sacks? 
So mm. you replacing that with Jalen Carter, which Breadman is as advertised, bro. But I mean, right. we ain't already seen Patrick Mahomes go up against a stacked defense. I mean, if you want to say Kevin Byer is an upgrade from Charcy Garner Johnson, which he is, but I'm just saying, bro, like I can't just go against Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? For me, them power rankings just be more so like maybe we can have a new team like the Ravens or something that might come in and stun them and, you know, get them up out of there and upset a few people and change the dynamic of the playoffs. But for the most part, bro, if I'm just a bed man and we just got to go with the number one census overall right. team, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes right. and the Chiefs until, until further notice, bro, until the new Lombardi winner is, is on that stage if, in February. If the Lions won last week, would they possibly have been first? No, no, they're still a tier no. below. No. Like, for instance, if they if they played the, how many if they played the Chiefs out of 10 times, how many times do you think they win that game? I think that might be the one time they win. I said, think about it. Think about everything that happened. Also, also, if the Lions won, they lost 38 6. Like, it's not, yeah, like they I know, I know it's be a bad loss. I get <laughs> before that, the hype with the Lions, people are starting to have that. Yo, this is a team that's a Super Bowl contender. Then, right. like, oh. the talk was coming. So, I was wondering if they won. Well, I don't think, I, I think, I think they thought they were, they were, would be a competitor in the East, but I want, I want early to give his takeoff too. I want to hear his thoughts. He, he didn't get to go yet early. What are your thoughts on this? Um, it's pretty simple, man. Patrick Mahomes is just a, a, a league above every other quarterback in the league. And, um, I just feel like in a shootout in the playoffs, whether it be the AFC or even the Super Bowl against him, you got to score with him and he'll put pressure on you. And as long as that, that, um, Chiefs defense can play anywhere from mid to, you know, top 15 and up, then it'd be pretty hard to beat them. I just don't, I can't count on no other quarterback like I can with him. And, and, and it's not even close. So yeah, as long as he's playing the way he's playing, whether what receivers, it's like a Tom Brady thing. It doesn't matter who he has a receiver. As long as Travis Kelsey is cooking, they'll they'll beat almost anybody when it counts. I, I yeah. should have mentioned that Jalen Hurts' health is still a problem because he's he's. They keep that he's he's limping. I saw him limping at some point. They're still trying to manage that. We don't. I don't. I don't know if anybody else knows. Does anybody truly know what's going on with him? Because he is hurt. Uh, but I, I don't mean, know what's going on? I mean, he's he he didn't really speak too much on it when asked about it at the press conference. He didn't really give too much. I mean, he's very uh stoic with his answers. Um, I think with the power rankings, the Chiefs should be number one right now. Um, I think to start the year, I thought the the ironic thing about the Chiefs was their defense was more of their strength as their offense was still trying to figure it out to start the year. Um, now that they're clicking, we all know what Patrick Mahomes is. He is the system. You know, he is the thing that game breaks it for the for the Chiefs. Obviously, we love Kelsey as well. I think Rasheed Rice. I think Rasheed Rice is obviously starting to step up in his role. And as the Jets fan, very unfortunate that we couldn't utilize McCall Hardman in the way that he's about to be utilized back in Kansas City. Uh, we still settled in for Randall Cobb, but that's a story for another for another day. Um, but ultimately, I think because of the conversation about who's the top team in the NFC, I think it may have you know diluted this idea that we think these NFC teams are the top team in the league because that's what our conversations have been. But I think in terms of the AFC, it's still the Chiefs at the top. Just because, you know, for the last five years, it's all ran through the Chiefs. You have to get through the Chiefs if you want to go anywhere fast in the AFC. Um, you know, we, we talked about highly about the two young corners that they have and the way this defense is played. And ironically enough, I got to I kind of got to agree with Nick Wright on this one. I think last year's team was the best chance. If you were going to knock them off, they might have been that might have been the best iteration of the team to try to catch sleeping because I think this version is a little bit better because I think the defense is a little bit more mature this year. You got Chris Jones back. I think they're not going to make some of the same youthful mistakes they made last year. People forget the Chiefs were starting the most 
the most rookies of any team last year in the entire NFL. And so now that you're looking at this team with another year of development from that defensive end of the ball, and obviously you know what they can do offensively. I mean, obviously the sky is the limit for the Chiefs. So I think right now, deservingly so, they should still be the number one team in the AFC and in the league until somebody says otherwise. Mm-hmm. Any final yeah. thoughts on that before we move on to this well, next also, one? Well, I guess it should be mentioned that Justin Watson is practicing again. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. and then uh, you got just was it Justin Ross? He got arrested, but he's yeah, back he, practicing he, again. So yeah, the Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs, mind you, at the, I'm cho- I'm choosing the I'm choosing the Eagles. But if somebody told me the Chiefs, I'm not gonna argue with them. At this, when you're talking about some of the best teams in the league, you have to split hairs at this point. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if, I if they figure it out, then I, if they if that receiving core figures it out, and like they did against the Chargers, if they, if that is more consistent, I'm, I'm laying out. Mahomes. I think, I any, think, I think, I think anybody Eagles, can figure it out against the Chargers, though. I, I think the Eagles. I think, <laughs> I, I, I that think secondary the, is pretty bad. I, don't know. Yeah. I think the Eagles yeah. and the Jets are actually the best matchup for the Chiefs. Like, I think the Jets defense is just that good that if Zach Wilson can just up his level a little bit, they can beat the Chiefs. Like, their, their defense is that good to me. So yeah, but at the end of the day, the it'll all come back down to that quarterback. That's the one that it, yeah. at the end of the day, it's the quarterback play though. Early, I mean, ultimately, I don't yeah. think anybody can get too confident. I feel like the Jets, we all know from a defensive standpoint are an elite defense but the problem is that it's such a mystery for week to week on the quarterback play you just don't know what you're going to get also you know we played the giants this week let's see how he comes to play coming off this I, I believe even if even if okay yeah even if zach isn't the guy long term y'all shouldn't change nothing don't blow nothing up if you got to wait till next season to get oh i agree with that okay cousins that. or somebody just Hold the fort tight. And no, I agree. We have Rogers for two years, but hold on. I want to get to this next topic because I don't want to get too lost in another segue. Okay. Um, CJ Stroud has been off to a blazing start to his NFL career. However, I think for a minute we thought he might be the foregone conclusion to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. However, Puka Nakua and Jordan Addison have come on strong as of late. I want y'all to know that I think Jordan Addison has only had Puka one less touchdown. Yeah, he's been coming on strong. I think he has one less touchdown reception than Tariq Hill on the year. Uh, do you believe one of these receivers will catch up to C.J. Stroud and potentially surpass him in the offensive rookie of the year race? Carson, we'll start with you on this one. Quarterback league. I'm really high on C.J., and I think that that is the point. Generally, when we see rookie quarterbacks have legitimately good seasons, I mean, think about this. Justin Jefferson had – maybe the best rookie receiving season ever, the best since Randy Moss. He got the floor wiped with him in that offensive rookie of the year race with Herbert, who had a better season than CJ is having right now. But CJ is the man. He's fourth in passing yards per game. He's fourth in yards per attempt, and he can really do it all. I think he's very accurate. I think he's efficient. I think he makes good decisions, but then he also has enough of that athleticism to extend plays, to to, to make plays with his legs. I just think he has this team overachieving. He is already elevating this offense. The Texans are a solid football team, and they have legitimate wins already under their belt over the Jags, over the Steelers, over the Saints. Solid football teams that I would not have picked them ahead of coming into this year. So Puka's going crazy. I don't think Addison can be in that conversation yet. He had a great game. But generally, when we've seen even like – outlier great production from rookie skill position talent if there's a really good rookie quarterback that guy wins and i think stroud has more value to his team so i think that he should right now yeah i I definitely agree to what what you're saying here um i mean unless cj stroud falls off the cliff then he should win it pretty comfortably 
Um, even the the Falcons, their Bijan is great, but you know he's used kind of not don't as want much to as use people him. want him to because Tyler Igier is there, obviously, and now they're trying to spread the ball out a little bit more. And it's crazy that Jordan Anderson and Puka is getting this love when they got two like top five to top three receivers on their team. Like when Jefferson comes back, he's going to take away a lot. And when Cooper Cup feels more healthy, obviously he's going to be Matthew Stafford's favorite target. So it, it's a very interesting to say that with the, with those two teams. But considering Bryce is not playing great, and honestly the only challenge that I would have had for CJ was Anthony Richardson, and he's out for the season. It's it's his is it his award to lose to be honest. Yeah, good. I mean Puka's going crazy. Like was it? He has over seven hundred fifty yards already. Yeah. Yards a game? I, he, he's mm-hmm. he's amazing. He's amazing, and it's like. He's the number time, one now, basically. Yeah, yeah every, every time I see him, I was like, I was like, how is he just – I think that's the question. It's like, how is he just this good? But it's a quarterback award. It's a quarterback award at this point unless, like Riddell said, um, CJ falls off a cliff, which by every, everything we've seen, he's not. He's not at all. That Like, the if the Texans even have an outside chance to win the division. Like, as crazy – as Puka, Puka could go crazy. And if the Texans make the playoffs, that's CJ they, – they're already – his name's written on the award already. So right. – yeah. No, no, Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Young, love guys. Anybody, anybody? Can you stop with Man. the game? All right, let me just let me just let me just give you something. Wait, hold on. Let me get Carson. Let me give Carson a quick, you know, history behind this whole Bryce Young yeah. thing. So, our friend early here is a lifelong Panthers fan, unless the uh, Washington Commanders. Unless the Washington Commanders somehow poor managed guy. to get Caleb Williams. <laughs> they don't sound however, like no Panthers fan. However, yeah, this is why like, it doesn't sound like baby. he doesn't Real sound fan. like a Panthers fan because he is actually like totally out on on Bryce Young, like completely out on Bryce Young. Yeah. which yeah. I think we all, yeah, which I think is completely unfair. You know what I'm saying? Because it is it has not been very organized in with the Panthers, but he is completely out on Bryce Young, and I think we all kind of find it. Not only to be ridiculous, but a bit disingenuous too, because it, it, it is the start to his career. You know what I'm saying? Because in year, I, yeah. in year three, when year three, when he mastered the NFL, and he getting these MVP talks, don't come back. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me back. let's yeah. add some let's add some context. <laughs> uh, Carson, 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 yeah, Bama. Yeah, Carson, Bama. Oh, yeah, Carson, I'm gonna put you in some context. I just ordered ten NFL jerseys from different Alabama players. I don't That's fucking sick. play, bro. I mean, his name is Bama. I know, it's in the name. So I'm going to let you know, I was cheering for Alabama. I was cheering for Alabama versus Tennessee, obviously, right? So it was 7 nothing. I'm with my homeboy, and he even, like, was looking at me crazy. Tennessee started to gain yards, and I'm like, bro, ref, we need to start throwing some penalties. They 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 moving the ball too easy in Tuscaloosa. I need to see some. I need to see some flat. I think there's some holding going on somewhere. Right, going, <laughs> going to the ref immediately is crazy. He can I say like, yeah, you a you got my guy. Fan. But anyway, Bryce going to be MVP status, bro. You better hope. You know oh, what I'm saying? You better you. hope. Early, you on mute, man. Because he's about to interrupt him, and it's mm. going to be a whole thing. I needed him to let Bama just finish his sentence. So that's, I already seen it. I already seen what was about to be coming. But Carson, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Bryce Young? Should people be out on Bryce Young? No, I don't think he should be out. I do think he looks like three of three out of the rookies right now. Oh, I just think so that. 
CJ <laughs> is that man. And Anthony Richardson, I think his physical tools are just ridiculous. And he's done enough as a passer up to this point. He's honestly made pretty solid decisions. Like every once in a while, he'll have that slip up. He's not super accurate, but there's so much upside there. Bryce, I do think is physically limited and we've seen that he can get overwhelmed and I think that Stroud has also had better pocket presence he's been more composed like the things that were supposed to be Bryce's advantages over him just being that sort of genius pocket operator CJ's mm -hmm. even been better at those and he's a better arm talent he's bigger he's more athletic that so like Carson put seasoning his food the way he cooks don't let this man well, fool you he would have said he would have said hey get Peyton out of there after Peyton Manning's first year in, with the that's Colts. a lie yes you would have yes you would have well, it's that's unfair. that's the thing. I mean, no, I would not. If CJ Stroud was on your team, no, if CJ Stroud was on your team, he was Bama would have as Bryce was. Yeah, you'd, be, Bama you'd, be telling, you'd be telling well, I, get CJ Stroud off your team. Well, Bama, 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 Bama said, Bama said, Bama said, Bama said, uh, I think when we first started this conversation, I personally said I would have took CJ Stroud with the first overall pick. I think Trent was here, he said CJ Stroud as well. Uh, there but were also, some AR-15. There were some AR-15s in the mix, but I knew everybody knew he had to be a project, and I don't think he could have gone to a un, a dysfunctional situation and thrived. I think going to the the Colts was like a a great fit for him to be able to develop his tools. I think Bama was one of the few who really thought this was the number one pick in the draft going into it. He is also in a rough situation, though. Like, that's why I wouldn't be out Thank on you, him. Carson. He looks Thank like you. three of three, but the receiving core is limited. The line's bad. Like, he's having to overcome a lot. But yeah. I do think Stroud and AR-15 both would be able to do more to overcome that situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are asking for a rookie. What do you want him to be, Mahomes? But I'm yeah, saying, Bryce Young deserves one more year. He's on the worst yes. team of the that's three, early. No, no, I think, I think he needs more development. He, he's he on the worst is, team, though. Thank he's on you. The worst okay. Thank you. Thank you, He looked three of three because he's on the worst team. Okay, but think about three. think about preseason expectations. Was there that big a gap? Like I would argue that Richardson was doing a lot to elevate his team. Stroud was playing down four starting offensive linemen. He was Thank getting you. pressured like Thank crazy you. every game. He was making <laughs> plays. Like it's a combination of the two. I think. Yeah, I agree. Because I said, I said honestly, you know, when we were ranking top ten quarterbacks, and this is when you know at one point somebody up here on the panel said Brock Purdy was a top five quarterback and so when that conversation came up so when that conversation that came up yeah when, when that conversation came up we were talking about the top tens and I said CJ Stroud was probably a top 10 quarterback in the league just because what he's doing with the level of difficulty and I'm glad mm -hmm. you brought up the offensive lineman because I'm like yo he's still excelling down offensive line this is a Houston Texan team that we did not see I mean, the AFC South, Trevor Lawrence, good luck for the next decade. It is not going to be an easy, you know, for those who thought they were going to dominate the division, CJ Stroud and AR, their development is going to be critical for the, the outlook of that uh, division. But I do want to bring – Starting now. <laughs> what is that about to be? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not really – I'm not too high on Will Levis, but we'll see. I got That's one of those I got to see it to believe it. But since we're on the topic of Brock Purdy, and we're talking about the 49ers, and obviously the episode is titled, When Are We Going to Have the Kyle Shanahan Conversation? So, I want obviously, over the last two weeks, it has been a big debate and conversation about the 49ers. And it all started from the idea of who was the top team to beat in the NFC. 
me, Trent, Dub. We were very high on the fact that the Eagles were still the team to beat because they won the division last year, even though they played stoppy at the time. What they were, were they 5 0 at that time when we first had that conversation? I was like, mm-hmm. even though they're playing sloppy, they're still winning football games. So even through they're, they're playing down to competition and winning games, and I still think they're the team to beat. Obviously, there was a lot of judgment towards the 49ers. So the reason why the title is why, when are we going to have the Kyle Shanahan conversation? Is because we want to know. As much as Kyle Shanahan has been an elite coach in the quote, I put quotations around that, he has never been able to really elevate the 49ers to the top of the mountain. Is it time that we start having more criticism for Kyle Shanahan, or we're we gonna, or do we continue to give him, I think, a plethora of outs? Because usually the conversation has been about his quarterbacks. Do you think there needs to be some attention to Kyle Shanahan as well, not just what he doesn't have? Yeah, you could go first. You can set the tone. Uh, I think that we are we are definitely giving uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan a hard time. We're doing that. I think he's never had the the right quarterback. Like they they traded. Up. I don't think it was his idea to trade up and get Trey Lance. Like he's had Jimmy Garoppolo, who we all knew was legit. Uh, Brock will show you he's legit. Uh, we had Trey Lance. They had Trey Lance. That's what I we they had Trey Lance last year, who they were actually giving starting minutes to until he got hurt. Like. If you got a decent, if, if your quarterback makes that throw in the Super Bowl, which Jimmy G didn't, they won the Super Bowl, and it's none of this talk is happening. He's never had a legit quarterback on that team, and we've seen teams have great defenses but never get that good quarterback because their team is too good to get that first round draft quarterback. But they have to wait like the Jets; they're gonna wait till your quarterback is thirty eight years old and he leads the team to get him. The Vikings with with, with, with Brett Favre. So I think that if he's had the 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 the, the right quarterback, I think he could have easily got it done. But prime example, Sean McVay would all he would be the same guy if he didn't go get Matthew Stafford and when he finally left the Alliance and won a Super Bowl. So until he until Brock Purdy shows you more and more how uh, much of a great that I think he is, I think it's 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 unfair to give him that type of assessment. Early guy, I ask you one question. You don't think that trade happened with Trey Lance that he had nothing to do with? He's I don't. The head coach. I. Mind you, I think he's part I think of the if decision. He did, it wouldn't let him go so easy. I, I think it's part of the decision, but what what I think at that draft, he was very high on Mac Jones. He was very high on Mac Jones. And then whatever decision him and John Lynch decided, they went with Trey Lance. When you trade up there, obviously you trade all those picks. And I saw somebody in the comments saying calling John Lynch a terrorist. I don't know how you look at John Lynch's time with the 49ers Recently. as a GM and call him a terrorist. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think he that's ridiculous. But obviously him, them going all the way up and getting Trey Lance, who, I mean, Carson can tell you, anybody who's in the draft, he had so he was so raw and he was a clear victim of the pandemic, not being able mm-hmm. to get those game reps in college, um, lo- that, that, those live reps in college. Um, and only doing that one was it showcase game that even he didn't play that well in really hurt him. Like I would have been somebody like I get going to the end because once you get the chance and you're going to be a first round pick, go. But maybe somebody would have been like, maybe it's better if you just stay and work this out. But, you know, he went to a place that you think that every almost every quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has had. And let's not be let's not be uh, let's not hide this. When Kyle Shanahan got to the 49ers, they were the worst team in the league. Dealing with both uh-huh. internal problems uh-huh. and external problems with the Colin uh-huh. Captain. <laughs> yeah. So um they come in, um, they trade for Jimmy G middle of the season, but they're when you're trotting out CJ Bethard, when you're trotting out Nick Mullins, and mind you, at certain points you got the best out of them, but you saw that they weren't gonna get you to the to the mountaintop. And then you got you maximized Jimmy G. You maximized Jimmy G, but we knew he wasn't a guy you could give him the ball truly and he could go win you 
the championship. So right now, I'm very high on Brock Purdy. I told you I like what he's doing, and let's not get it twisted. Brock Purdy right now is a product of Shanahan's system until he proves otherwise. Facts. He's a I, I, to what you just said. Yeah, to what you just said. I think Kyle Shanahan has maxed out every quarterback he's got. Every quarterback right? he's Jimmy had. Garoppolo has got the yes. best out of him. But Matt yeah, but Ryan's has, best season was with Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, right? but at that certain um, points, he had a chance to go get Kirk Cousins, they, and they didn't do it. He had a chance to go get Mac Jones. That's, they didn't that's do fair. It. Yeah, that's they fair. even said no to Tom Brady. Imagine Tom Brady on those teams. Yeah, so, so that's maybe so they his, have multiple Super Bowls. His decision making with the players, you could call a flaw in that, but him as a coach, strictly on the X's and O's, coaching, maximizing players he has, I think he's done phenomenal on that. I think he's masked a lot of Brock Purdy's flaws that have been continually saying under pressure, Brock Purdy mm-hmm. is a bottom 10 quarterback, PFF graded. He is bad under pressure. When, so when his offensive line is not protecting him, I'm just saying, Brock Purdy, he's slowly getting split. But back to the Kyle Shanahan thing. I think Kyle Shanahan has been fine. He's maximized the players he's gotten. Now, yes, could he have used a better quarterback and gotten better players? 100%. But I guess that's more to his, you know, signing free agents or him going on and playing the free agent market. That's to that. But the X's and O's coach, I think Kyle Shanahan can 100% win you a Super Bowl. He's got to get the right players and he got to get the right quarterback. It's not like he's not I, making I will a say all the time. He's always in the, yeah, in the deciding game, enough. too. I will say that when it comes down to this conversation, initially I was like, do we really need to have this conversation? Because Kyle Shanahan, I mean, for the most part, I think we all can agree he's elite. But then mm. I took a step back. I started thinking a little bit more. Other than like Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, who are pretty cleared, I'm thinking about these other coaches who had elite defenses, who were very competitive for multiple years and actually ended up winning Super Bowls. Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. Now, Tomlin had been Big Ben. If you think he's a Hall of Famer, fine. But Joe Flacco and and the like very, very young Russell Wilson before we knew who he was. And I'm thinking, like, I feel like in these situations, you could argue that they were in very similar circumstances, created very elite defenses, had quarterbacks that weren't proven yet, and they succeeded. Now, maybe Brock Purdy can be that quarterback that is good enough, kind of like a Joe Flacco, kind of like a Russell Wilson back when they went to the Super Bowl. He could be that quarterback. And prove it, maybe it is a Jimmy G thing, potentially. But if I'm really taking a step back and looking at it, I can't put him put him in conversations that is definitively ahead of some other coaches, considering they were doing very similar stuff, we're actually winning in very similar circumstances. So with that said, I do think there's a valid conversation to be had when it comes to Kyle Shanahan and who he really is in the whole slew of coaches in the NFL right now. Shanahan. The, the, the Legion of Boom defense? Are you kidding me? Also, also, too, the though, that's kind of – I could have won a quarterback for that. Legion of Boom I, is one I, you, one of those – you put them up yeah, there with the greatest of all time. Yeah, don't get me don't wrong, you? bro. I, I get that, though. But but look look what time we in now, bro. Look how they make it more of a – quarter. it's more of a quarterback-driven league, bro. So when you bring up Joe Flacco, like even if you talk about football in the spectrum back then, it wasn't really like just all on the quarterback. It was based off the whole – everything if the run game clicking if everything clicking bro like now where the game is headed now where you're giving these quarterbacks 300 million dollars 250 million dollars bro you need somebody up under that center that's gonna be able to get it done because one thing i will tell you about patrick mahomes boy he will make sure your quarterback will be in that moment where they have to win it for your team in I order agree. to beat him. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I'm not just because no. if you go back and you put Patrick Mahomes versus all them teams with Joe Flacco's and 
Russell was, bro, them games not going to go how they went, bro, like with that quarterback, what Patrick Mahomes is. That's the monster you're going up against now, bro. But so did now, Joe Flacco not have a good playoff He is the run? only monster, dog. Y'all act like it's, it's 10 of him. It's one of him. What are you talking no, about? Everybody we, else we, feel cyphered through, but dog. The, but, the, one but, of him. but the playoffs is elimination versus oh, elimination, no and you find yourself I'm matching up against him. No one's beating him. But Whatever. still, though. But still though, in that in that regard though, you still gonna need somebody up in the center. I mean, it's still it's still yeah, new. Lying. I mean, he probably can show us, but I don't know, bro. I like I I think you need a quarterback, bro. I, 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 I can't but we also recognize, to, and I'm being fair because I think Mahomes is the goat, right? But we also recognize that if Jimmy G played better, they would have beaten the Chiefs, right? Yeah. We do recognize oh, this. What they got to do with Shanahan though? What you he? Yeah, oh, nothing. Hey, well, nothing. but Shanahan always got the best out of Jimmy. Look at Jimmy now. I mean, he's mm. a bozo. He's so turnover. <laughs> <he's leading laughs> right like, no, we agree. We agree with that. We agree with that. Thank you. Shanahan did everything he could to cover that up. I also think Shanahan's just a top two play caller in football. To me, it's him and McDaniel. But like the zone run scheme, always so effective. The motion, the eye candy, like he's just a genius play caller. He's elevating his quarterbacks more dramatically than any other coach in the last decade to me. He made Jimmy G a guy who could get you to a Super Bowl. I don't know that any other coach in football is doing that. He made Purdy a guy who is playing, producing at the level of a top 10 quarterback. Last two weeks have been rough, but he's not that sort of talent in a vacuum. So I just don't put this on him. The Trey thing, terrible decision obviously mm -hmm. also i think that there was real urgency there for them to try to get any young dynamic quarterback to replace jimmy g and that was the moment for it and if you looked at the other options justin fields mac jones like are those guys better than trey sure because trey literally can't play would either of them be better than brock purdy are either of them approaching average starter level i don't think so that was a bad decision but i think when you look at where this roster still is what they've gotten out of purdy if that's what you're keying on to criticize Shanahan when they still won 13 games last year, they're still a top three favorite this year without high-level quarterback talent, that's the exception in today's NFL. I think he's great, and I think that he does get held to a crazy high standard, and that's when the criticism starts to come. Yeah, Jay, I was just about to say, maybe it's not a Kyle Shanahan conversation. Maybe we just need to lower the – just a tiny bit of the expectation of the 49ers. Because I said yesterday, they never get over the hump. And we okay. talked about we don't need to do this. I'm not even trying to argue. I'm just saying though, like we always I'm just saying, like how we talk about the Cowboys, how they're just a good team, but when when it gets to matters most, they may just not get over the hump. It's the same thing with the 49ers. I'm not blaming the only thing I can push back with Kyle Shanahan is I'm not gonna lie, that like early when you brought up the trade, I'm I'm not putting I'm not like Kyle Shanahan can't be out of that equation because you're the head coach. Like mm -hmm. you're the play caller, you're all that stuff. So he had to be in that trade. Like, I'm sorry. And it was just a bad trade, bro. That's just what it is. So now you stuck with Brock Purdy, and they just can't get over the hump. So maybe yeah, I still need to I just, no, the, I didn't have a problem with the trade. It's who they chose after that. It's the problem. Oh, yeah. I get what you're it's saying. who I they chose. Because if they chose Mac Jones, and from everything that we saw before, Bill Belichick legitimately sabotaged him in the second season. Everything we saw from Mac Jones, his rookie season, was like, you can win with this. Right, you can you. make it to the playoffs with this. And All right. But would that have been better than Brock Purdy right now? I – I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I personally don't know. I personally yeah, don't. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't know. Say yes or Probably no, be the same person. Right yeah, now. but at the same time, the reason why I think it's a conversation is because Kyle Shanahan, from what it seemed like off the surface, is like people were putting him in these like top three ish coaches. But genuine question for everybody on the panel: 
What is the difference between Shanahan, Harbaugh, and Pete Carroll? Okay, Har- I'll say uh, Pete Carroll had a generational defense. I mean, I'd probably say Shanahan has the generational best defense. You tell me Legion of Boom mm-hmm. is not generational? Top 10. It is generational, but the 49ers had an elite defense as well. It's not the same, man. Not, not the Legion of Boom. Yeah, not Seattle. Not Seattle. The Legion of Boom. Well, yeah, that Seattle defense was different. They embarrassed Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. What are we talking about? And also, the greatest offense ever. The greatest offense of all time and embarrassed them. No, I understand. No, I probably say the difference. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. No, I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, if we're going down to like the nitty gritty, but at the same time, Pete Carroll made that defense, right? He created the defense. Well, he got well, these players. John Snyder was also a part of that, picking those players too. Don't don't sleep on him. Don't sleep I, on the I'm GM I'm not either. sleeping on him. The point is, when we're talking about the head coach, because we have this conversation, you bring up Bill Belichick all the time when it comes to like the GMing stuff, right? And orchestrating a team. If we're talking about orchestrating a team, then shouldn't a lot of credit be given to Pete Carroll for creating the Legion of Boom? Nobody took nobody took credit from Pete Carroll. Nobody took okay, credit from Pete why, Carroll. Okay, that's why that's what I'm saying like But also like uh, we're at, you're saying that but you're also Kyle Shanahan like I know you scoff at the luck motion. Kyle Shanahan's also been unlucky in terms of injuries too and all being on the doorstep of another Pete Carroll was literally on the doorstep of another Super Bowl and he made a terrible decision or else they would have went back to back. And he made a terrible decision. That stuff matters. Nobody even talks about that lucky catch that Jav- was it Javon Curse had to get him to that position anyway. But you don't want to admit it, but Trent's Trent's argument, is a part of this. Though, you're the Trent's argument. They always found a way to not do it. But that, that's what my, my, my problem is, is that they're there and they were lucky enough to do it. The, my, the biggest problem with this situation is that Brock Purdy got hurt in the start of the game for the NFC that Championship. I don't think that would have made a difference. I don't think, I don't think that would have made a difference. But that's a huge question mark on that game, whether or not you yeah, believe they were one or not. Can okay. I, who, who do you think is better? Pete Carroll or Shanahan? Who do you think is better? Hold on, Jay. Right let me, now, Shanahan's a better coach than let me, let me, let me, let me just Let me chime in. Yeah, right now you probably may take may take Kyle Shanahan or have an argument. I just want to – obviously, I don't want to say like – obviously, when we say when we're going to have a Kyle Shanahan conversation, obviously, it's been a conversation, so that's why it's the title. I don't think it's anybody saying that Kyle Shanahan is an overrated coach. I think it is very clear – Kyle Shanahan is one of the five best coaches in football. However, I do think the conversation that people, and I think me, the one that me and Trent have kind of just brought to the forefront is I do think if there was another team that wasn't named 49ers who have had their the level of success that they have had, but if it ultimately underperformed in the end of it, and what I mean by that is, you know, you, you're losing, you, you've, they've lost over the, and this is over the span of a few years now. They've lost in playoff games to teams that they shouldn't have. They've made it almost to the top of the mountain, and they haven't found success. I think, obviously, last year we look at the Purdy situation. Obviously, we say we needed they needed an upgrade from Jimmy G. But I do feel like, you know, for a team that is constantly not really done anything since the 90s in terms of winning championships, I do think we have to stop at sometimes almost anointing them as – preseason Super Bowl champions as much as we do because we already we're already aware that they're always going to be a good football team I do think there had there's oh there's it's okay for people to have question marks about this team's ability to finish it though because they ever I don't think anybody questions the talent of the team so that's my biggest thing everybody knows how good these teams are going to be but they still not finishing and and honestly how long has been Shannon has been the coach since what 2016, 2017, 20, you know, they're this is 2017. So my thing is just more so I think it's okay for people to look at Kyle Shanahan is like, yo, when 
you know, you got to figure this thing out because we keep getting to an NFC championship. We lose in the second round. We get to the Super Bowl. We don't win, but we, you know, we're, we're a throwaway. So I think those things are okay for people to, to, to look at. I think also they've been almost masked in that regard because of the Dallas Cowboys having these 12, 11 plus win seasons and they flop in the first round. So they've got, I think they've masked up as being more of the laughing stock. Of the NFC, but didn't they make it to the NFC? They made it to the NFC Championship last year. They lost to the Eagles because all them quarterbacks. The year before that, they lost in the NFC Championship to the Rams, and the Rams won the Super Bowl. The year before that, wasn't they in the Super Bowl? Right? If I'm not, and they, 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 they were ravaged no, by injury. All I'm, all and, and, and you making their, their, their but but three consecutive years ago, like yeah, but like, three consecutive that's, that's always been point. my problem. We, that's always we, my trend. My problem is the word that I you're guess. using, underperforming. Underperforming. They're they're there. They're legit. The Dallas Cowboys do not even get to the hump. That is the problem. That's okay. comparing them to the Cowboys. They don't make okay, it to the hump. Thing. Hold right. on, Trent. Let me finish. Okay. okay. So they don't get to the hump and they clearly right underperform in lucid teams. Okay. And NFC championship. NFC championship. Ravaged by injury to the point they it's like they're just whatever that bug they usually infest the Baltimore Ravens decided, Lord, <sighs> let's go to West Coast to catch and get some sun. And then Super Bowl, NFC Championship. And then before that, they were the legit, legitimately the worst team in the league. Okay, random. That's random. why I'm sitting I, like. Here's what, when what, I first what, said that I said they're the prettier version, meaning they get past the divisional round. And then when they get to the conference championship or occasionally a Super Bowl, they never get over hump. And now, they, they, lose the, they lose the Super Bowl. Oh, they lose oh, the team that oh, wins the Super Bowl. Random. I, random. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. You still, you okay. still lose. Can, can Earl say this thing? Go ahead, Early. Go ahead. Can, early. We, can we be totally? First of all, let me say. Let me say. I don't say one thing. Carson, you are basically invited to the cookout, and you on the ribs. I appreciate because, it. Uh, <laughs> and you on the ribs. Since to two, and it's the thing. Like, let's be real. If we really watch football. I know some of y'all babies on this on this page. Um, the 49ers have been a last man stock since the 2000s for the most part of the 2000s. From 2000 to 2023 now, they have been a last – like, no one – let's not make it seem like since for the last 15 years we've always rooted for the oh, 49ers. Oh, you call chill. He'll tell us. If there's another mm. team that was in the division – in the Super Bowl, in the NFC Championship in the last three to four years, we'll be rooting for them too. Stop acting like we've been rooting for the 49ers since 2005. Like, Wait. they have so many gaps where we don't say nothing Wait. about them because they don't deserve to be talked about. Time so out. when they do deserve to be talked about, we talking about them, dog. Okay, if the Giants was doing this, if the Jets was doing this, if the Giants was doing this, we can would just, not be like. Can, oh, can I just say? Can I just say? Can I just say? This is. This is. This is. Not, I don't think you're. I don't think you're really listening to what we're saying. I don't think you're. I don't think you're listening to what we're saying. We're not saying the 49ers haven't been dominant. I think there just needs to be a. There, it's okay to question the 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 finish. Get over the hump. Like, you know, they've been a dominant team. comparing them to a team who hasn't shown nothing. We didn't compare them. I, I didn't compare them. I just said I think the reason why people haven't talked about their inability to finish championships because of the Cowboys having being worse at finishing. You know, I think they've masqueraded some of the attention. That's all that's all I'm saying. Like early, what think, you, early what you just said had nothing to do with I early what you just said had nothing to do with what I was saying though. That had nothing to do yeah, with I don't like, think I don't think that's the, I don't think that's bad. Go ahead, Carson. You're, you're basically well, the last four years because they've been so good. We rooted for them that they're overrated. It's not no what? No, no he didn't say overrated. No, 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 didn't say I get no, I get what yeah, he's saying. throwing. He's throwing. Yeah, he's putting. Yeah, he's, I, he's I, adding. I get, more things okay, I get what J. Rob and Trent are yeah, saying, saying in terms that. of getting over the hump, but like I think they lost the teams that that it's not like they they had a, a clear upset. They lost the teams that were either the same level or a little bit better than them. Like the Rams, literally won the Super Bowl, and I think that. 
you could have tossed a coin flip in that in that NFC Championship game, and whichever team would have been better. Why are you giving us like a cop or a plea? I'm not giving it a cop. I'm just saying to call them, and they didn't get over the hump. My biggest problem is calling them the premium version of the Cowboys when the Cowboys (laughs) had not seen. No, the California Cowboys thing was definitely a joke, but it was like the Cowboys haven't seen an NFC championship since 95. Okay, they're a better version of them. Yeah, y'all, 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 you gotta praise them for it. Kind of similar to the Miami Heat in the NBA, to be honest. Like you praise the fact that they're constantly competitive every year, but at the same time, the criticism is there because just like the Heat, you want sure them to win. Miami. You want them to win it all. To succeed, right? So that I see what you're both saying. I think it's a good thing that they're this competitive, but losing consistently does get a sour taste. Yo, they're they're dominant. Yeah. They're dominant. They're 100 percent dominant. Carson, Carson, go ahead. Yeah. I, well, we got to get to the next topic. Yeah. Go ahead. Last thing that I want to add is we're talking about them falling short in these big spots as if it's like a repeated trend. They have two healthy years in the Kyle Shanahan era, and they were a Jimmy G throw away from a Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. they were a field goal away from going to the Super Bowl. Last year, whether you think they were going to beat the Eagles or not, they couldn't throw a forward pass. They were with their third string quarterback. Like that's not a situation that really made a judge them, them on that you have an emergency quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that we can really say that that's an established trend up to this point. And if there is someone we hold to account, to me, it's not Kyle Shanahan. It's the fact that they don't have those really high level quarterback plays like Bama was saying in today's Mm -hmm. league, you're going up against elite quarterbacks. They have to step up. They have to eventually make big plays. So if anything's been holding the Niners back, it's that to me. It's not Shanahan. All right. So that's perfect. That was actually the perfect segue into the next question. The next topic. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, with that being said about that quarterback play, we love quarterback play up here on Player's Choice. With teams gathering more tape and information about Brock Purdy. Come on. Oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Talk about it. Don't be running now. Don't be running now. Where are you going? Where are you going? All I'm asking is, Mr. – I just want you to know, Carson, this guy right here with the, with the blank over his head, yeah. he was – he was like uh, the Steve Young on TV, whoever said it. He was the Purdy Montana, Purdy Brady. He was another uh-huh. advocate on young Montana, young Brady. So just so you know, that's why he got that thing over his head. <laughs> With teams gathering more tape on Brock Purdy, are y'all still confident that he can lead the 49ers to an NFC championship and to the Super Bowl? I I don't know. I I Okay, look, I'm obviously very high on Brock Purdy. And mm-hmm. like I said, most of the time, the, the test that I've been throwing up to him He's been able to find a way to pass it. Obviously, um, the biggest game, we had a lot of questions going to that Cowboys game, right? That's the one where obviously we, me, you, me, J-Rob, Trent, we sat there like, this is a big game for Purdy. And obviously it was a big game for both quarterbacks because we needed to see. And Purdy played well. Now that this is always happens to every up-and-coming quarterback, now that they get taped, they try new things on you, can you adjust? And this is the point, this is the part of the season, mind you, This Purdy has only played 12 games as a starter. And we're, and the problem is he has also has the best contract in all of professional football. So there's the times, it feels like the time's running out already. So I think he can because I just don't have, I, I, I think he can. Now, obviously, if this goes on for a few more weeks, like he can't do, he can't adjust to this, then we're going to have some problems. But 
I think he can adjust and can keep going. Is he going to start going out there throwing for 300 yards? No, he's maybe a year or two away from that. But right now, he has to show that he can play above the system in stretches. And right now, he just I, I think we saw it in the in the in the um we saw it in the cowboy game where he was legitimately just dicing up that defense. And if he can learn how to how to be play above that defense, uh, play above the system now, and then eventually Cal Shanahan will just hand in a perfect world, he just starts handing over more and more of the reins to to him. But right now, I think he can. That's basically what I, I think he can. It's a uh, it's it's crazy on this panel recently because we got people saying some crazy overrated stuff about Brock Purdy, and then we got people they who say they know recent, but continue. We got oh, early, say, say early name. Say early name. <laughs> overrated stuff about Brock Purdy, and then we got people who want to humble Brock Purdy a lot. So my my thing is. I mean, I, I think Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy G. I think Brock Purdy is a pretty mm-hmm. good quarterback for mm-hmm. what he is. I have him like around the 15 range. Um, I'm not I expect him to make throws when it counts. I think he did do it against the Browns. They should have won that game. The kicker choked and missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. Against the Vikings, he choked. He just straight out choked at the end. He threw an interception, he threw a bad throw. So Brock Purdy is gonna have these moments. I'm not expecting like him to be an elite quarterback. I don't think He'll ever be an elite quarterback, but he can be he can come to his own and figure out who he is, which he kind of understands now and then play within himself with that system, which they can. Um, yes, having no Debo is definitely a struggle for them. I, I, for the Vikings, like they should have done something to the Chargers where Herbert was hike, pass, quick slant, Keenan Allen constantly. I don't know why they weren't doing more quick passes. Um, maybe that's just not what they, maybe they just can't do that without Debo Samuel. I don't really know, but they should be fine. I'm not worried about the property to be honest. Okay. I just, I just want to say something real quick. So this is where I was telling somebody I'm, I'm watching with diehard Niner fans at Brown's game. When they got the ball back, I said this in the back of my head. I said, if he don't score seven, they're going to lose this game. If he, if he rely on the kicker. I was like, because Brock Purdy really hasn't truly had a defining moment to where everything was just on him to get the job done. He like the ultimate front runner almost. That defense beat you the fuck up, and then that run game is going to run game. Etiquette, bro. Etiquette, etiquette, etiquette. He got guard Dunham. He got guard Dunham back there in the backfield running that thing. Air, air play. Google who guard Dunham is, longest yard. He got guard Dunham back there running the ball. Then he got George Kittle. Then he got that def- Then he got that defense. So you could pretty much control any game with that, bro. I was like, if he don't get seven, they're gonna lose this game. Because the reason why, bro, if you look at any OC with their quarterback, bro, it'd be like a point in time where they do the fusion dance and they link together like Patrick Mahomes and Andy <laughs> Reid. You could look at Sean McVay. Sean McVay with uh, uh, Matt Stafford in that championship game versus the Niners. Late game, this dude throwing no-look passes, bro. That is somebody that fully got the quarterback they love comfortable, dialed Mm -hmm, in, bro. mm -hmm, And you mm -hmm. have to be able to do that in order to win games. Sometimes in order to win a game, you cannot let it go out there and rest on anybody but you, bro. Uh, The $500 million man is not going to put the game on the kicker, bro, especially when there's enough time to go out there and get seven. 
Especially Emma. when you haven't had that moment. Brock Purdy never had that moment, and it was set up. It was gifted to him in his lap, bro. Bama, but he, he did his job. He he drove no, him down to kick a field goal. It's more, it's more about not just doing your job, dog. It's about taking He's 12 control games of the you, you, You're listen, telling him to do something Patrick, Patrick Mahomes has no, done, and Patrick Mahomes no, is the anomaly. No, this is, this is He's not, the anomaly, no, Patrick, J-Rob. This is not what I already told you. Matt Stafford didn't do it. Oh, I, I kind of understand what he's doing. I kind of understand Brock Purdy. Justin Herbert. I understand this. No, no, Trevor Lawrence did this in the playoffs against Justin. When they both got in sync, bro, they started dialing up touchdowns, bro. It wasn't just field goals, bro. Like, at this point, this was like crucial points, bro, where we were so locked in, bro. I, I know I can call a play where this guy's going to read it and he's going to get me seven. Brock Purdy was supposed to do that to deliver that game. But that's at the, the same – That's why the football guys are not blessing. He's been good. front he's running. Killed and, and, he's and been front running his whole career. He's the reason why I can't – The reason why running. I can't fully get onto that is because there's a man in Cincinnati that went to the Super Bowl with a lot of kicks and a lot of field goals, if we're being completely honest. Evan, Evan McPherson, do my best – No, no, he I'm a Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. Come on. It's not the same situation. My best friend is a Bengals fan. I, I, I hate when they do the bad comparisons, though. They go to this. is not a – No, because – I'm not going to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I hear what you're saying, but, like – you based on Rob Purdy, and I do think that there's like another level he has to get to to be like a Stafford, but he might not ever get to that level. But do your job to win the game. I mean, he clearly that's did what Joe Burrow was doing in the in the playoffs with the Bengals. Evan oh, McPherson had so many field goals in that playoffs, it was ridiculous. Now I think Joe Burrow still <sighs> balled and did what he had to do, but I don't think that's an that should be an indictment on Purdy. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't. Had to do to win the game. I'm not I don't personally. I don't personally think that's. I don't. I'm not personally. I don't personally think that's what Bama is saying. I mean, I don't know how much y'all believe in this the the sports gods, but I think that's more of yeah. an athlete thing. Like I do believe in the football and the and the basketball gods, but that's that's beyond the point. I'm not going to get superstitious here. I think what Bama is trying to say is, in that 49 in that Cleveland Browns game. You didn't need Brock Purdy to manage the game and do enough. You needed him to be exceptional and get into the end zone. And I think that's what Bama is trying to say. And I think in that moment, because he wasn't able to be exceptional, he could only get them to a field goal. He said, in due time, due time, you're not always going to get the the upright. Sometimes he's not going to be that way. Yeah, it's not going to be that much. Just enough. He did just is enough. There, is, there, is, is there nothing I, wrong with that? Is there nothing wrong with getting to the point where you got a chance to win the game? Hold on, guys. That's not that's not what he's trying to. I don't think he's. That's what he's trying to say. I don't think he's in making him. I don't think he's trying to say that Brock Purdy is bad for not going getting a touchdown. I think what he's trying to say is that Brock Purdy has not shown the ability to play above himself yet, and I think that's what people want. And I think that's what people are waiting to see out of Brock Purdy. Exactly. Can he play to this elite level? And I want to say this too. I don't think, I don't think, and I think Shona, you, Riddell, you said it a little bit off when you said, um, when you said um, people are over, we always said Brock Purdy is overrated because I think that depends on where you rated Brock Purdy. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think he's like, to me, I don't think he's overrated because I didn't, I'm not one of these people who said he was a top five quarterback in the league or a soft nine, 10 best quarterback in football. I think he still has some, I think he still has some work to do. I think until Brock Purdy is able to show that he can play almost above himself, I think that's what it's going to, because I think that's what it ultimately is going to take once they get to the play. I think Brock Purdy, that's why, I mean, if that's what everybody's uh, 
uh, take for the shortcomings of the 49ers was, was their inability to have the, the level of quarter bla- quarterback play necessary to win. I just want to see Brock Purdy be able to show that level of quarterback play that yeah. y'all looking for. Because if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen a year later, it's going the conversation is going to go back to what it's always been. The 49ers have not had the quarterback to lead them. And I'm just hoping that Brock Purdy can be that guy because I just, really don't want to go in that circle again. Just know this, fellas. In 2001, when a certain quarterback threw for 18 touchdowns and 12 picks, that was some drunk Bostonian in the corner saying, that's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> this is what we mean overrated. This is what we mean. That's what we mean. That's what we mean early separate. Yeah, this is what we mean. You can't say that. You can't say that early. You can't say that. Just because they were drafted, both drafted late. Maybe Earl was that. cooking that day. I you mean, like, nobody look, knew Brady was going to be who so he far, was. So to be far, I, I, mean, I don't. So I don't far. think. I don't think Brady showed the weaknesses that Purdy has shown. Oh, you don't. Think you know, I don't think it's all Purdy has showed these weaknesses. It's just been masked by winning. Right, so what? Brady threw Tom Brady, hold on. Picks no, 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 no. Tom Brady, Tom Brady under pressure never struggled as much as Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is a bottom ten PFF rated quarterback when he's under pressure. He does not know how to handle never pressure. Dated. It's all hold on. Yes, every no. When you look at the totality of his career, yes, that he does not know how to handle pressure. The problem is, the problem is, people, people don't look at these things when they're winning games. All they see the score It's like okay, because winning, winning masks everything. You can ignore the flaws when the team wins, but when he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey doing his thing at 100%, when he doesn't have his offensive line being amazing, and when he doesn't have all his pieces, and when it's up to him to make a play, he doesn't do it. It's literally what? Kyle what? Shanahan who's giving him the plays. He Brock Purdy struggles to even change the play when he when he's at the line. When the defense changes their scheme, he does well, not man, change man, plays man. at the line. He's literally waiting for a coach, or he does nothing to change it, which is why he struggles. Once again, Jalen, you're this is where this is where you're not being fair. You're talking about a guy who's only played 12 games, 12 games as a starter. That's okay. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, relax, relax a little. Yeah, Jalen, relax a little. Okay, and, 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 and you're saying it, Brady. You're saying Brady yeah, never. Young, young, you're saying young, Brady young, never young, let that happen. Do I, I can just. I can I'm not letting y'all right now show you Brady getting his butt kicked. There's Trey two Super Bowls that next to him. I hear you. I'm not trying to hear that when Trey Lance got traded off two. Two Super Bowls. Begs he got, hold on, guys. Yeah, make Trey sure Lance one at a time. Make sure everybody speaks. Trey Lance just wasn't good enough, Bama. There's a reason why they sent him away. They saw him every day in practice, and they knew, oh, my God, this seventh-round pick is better than the guy we traded the farm for. So they traded him to get some kind of value back. That's what. That's my biggest problem. They saw him every day in practice, and they definitely tried to give him reps. They definitely tried. Him getting hurt, that sucks. That's professional football. You think Josh Rosen doesn't think he got a bad – uh, you got a bad uh, go a bit at, at the NFL for sure, he, and he, he got sent to the worst situation in Arizona, and they were done with him immediately. On, that's just how it goes. So that's why I'm saying, like, they Josh, saw him, they, they saw Trey every day in practice. They saw Brock Purdy, and they were like, "Oh my God, Brock Purdy's better." So eventually, they just like, you know what? We're done. Just put Brock Purdy in. The he same got way. Hurt. he got hurt twice. Like at the end of the day, Trey Lance was unlucky from the start. Remember, he dislocated his finger, then he broke his ankle. So he's never had the ability to um to get like the the but rest Jay that Rob, he looked for. Hold on, Bama hold on. Is Alabama fan. Stop acting like you know quarterbacks, dog. Y'all always, almost always suck, dog. You don't even Tua know. Tua talk about Tua talk good at quarterback. That's one Car- guy Carson. What are your years? thoughts on Carson? What are your thoughts on uh, on on um Brock Purdy? 
I think that Purdy's an above average starter. I do think that he has some issues and I think that under pressure, sometimes he can get a little bit chaotic. And I think he had a few instances in the first few weeks where he got away with that if it was draft picks. And so it didn't show up in terms of turnovers, but that can happen at the same time. I think for the most part, what the Niners are looking for, what a lot of NFL teams are looking for, but especially someone with their loaded skill position talent, their great play calling is just a guy who can execute who mm-hmm. is accurate as a thrower. Game manager. You need and a game he's a manager. good game manager. He's a good game manager who's got a little bit of that magic in him. Like you see the spots where he can escape the pocket. He's athletic enough in spots. So I do think that he's good. I don't want to overreact. The Browns game, I mean, he's facing a top three defense in football in terrible conditions, down two of his best weapons. And he did drive them down the field. Like mm-hmm. to me, if a guy is a minute, 40 seconds left, they're down two. Everybody in football is playing for the field goal there. Even Patrick Mahomes is playing for the field goal there. Josh Allen is playing for the field goal. They're going surgical mode. Let's just get down, get inside that 25-yard line. That's what he did. This Vikings game was bad because he made a couple boneheaded plays, especially in a big spot. But I think that there's a happy medium where we can acknowledge. I think Mm -hmm. he's legitimately solid. I think he's even good. But we don't have to hold him to the standards of a Matt Stafford. He's just not that. He's not that kind of arm talent. He's not Facts. that elevator. Facts. 2021 Matt Stafford was crazy, bro. That was a top five QB. That was 40 touchdowns. That was carrying a limited run game. So Purdy's good. I think that they have a chance at winning the Super Bowl with him. But it is going to have to be. They just completely outplayed the other football team. I do think if you need him to be spectacular, he might not. Can I ask can I ask y'all one more question? One more question to the panel before we get to our next uh topic. Because I really want to talk about this next topic too. I think it'll be kind of funny. Um, my only question to y'all is are y'all confident that if a team neutralizes Christian McCaffrey's impact on the game, do you think that team is good enough to find other ways to win? Will they be able to find ways to win when the when the play action pass becomes less limited because the defense is yeah. not going to be biting on it the same? Do you yeah. think this team could win in situations where they're trailing? Because I gave y'all the stat yeah. for his record yeah. when trailing going into fourth quarters. He's as, as of as of right so now. I, my question is, what is your conf, what is your confidence in them at this point? As of right now, until I guess Purdy shows it, I have to say no. But like I'm watching Brandon Katz in the comments t- t- naming all his weapons. Do we really need to talk about the weapons Mahomes had when he was a rookie? Every good quarterback, you want to maximize that quarterback contract, mm-hmm. that easy quarterback contract. You stack that team with weapons, and hopefully you win a Super Bowl. Did you just okay? compare Brock Purdy to Mahomes? No, 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 no. <laughs> Did you no, just no, compare no, no, Brock no, Purdy to Mahomes? That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just comparing right, the situation. Okay, we... All I'm comparing is the situation. I'm not Mahomes comparing. Mahomes coming out party was 5K and 50, bro. This, this is what I'm saying. MVP. I'm just comparing the situation, not the quarterbacks. Mahomes is clearly the better right. quarterback now and Oh, probably forever. I would but argue. I, I would there. argue Purdy's situation is better. I would argue Purdy's situation was, is better. All, than the all I was naming was the offensive weapons. That's all I was naming. That's all I was naming. Here's the so, thing. I'm gonna be sure. Hold, hold on. Let me finish it. early, please. Go let go me go finish. Go so, and you want to see at some point that Purdy can show it. So right now, even me as a Purdy defender, I can't say that until I see it. But I, this is all belief at this point. This is all belief mm-hmm. at this point, and he's shown you that. At least at the best, he except for the Vikings game, he's not trying to lose you the game. And Brandon Katz, go look at Jalen Hurts' numbers against that Vikings defense, and then come back and talk to me. All right, uh, <laughs> and Jalen Hurts is more established. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm, 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 I'm so tired of y'all. Actually, go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. Just give y'all our closing points because we gotta get. All right, this is my um, whole thing. I think that we and I think that we gotta be real with ourselves, man. 
other than Tom Brady and then Patrick Mahomes, like we are living in a society now where y'all make like, you know how many I agree. I agree. I agree. We have to stop bringing those guys as examples. A playoff, but we so we so it, it, it ain't Brady or it's Mahomes. Like, no, what he did is astronomical. It don't happen a lot. Yeah, it don't happen. I, I agree. I agree. Years for it to happen because the only one to get a Super Bowl in the first two years was Brady, dog. I agree. It happen in real life. I agree. They can do, man. I agree. So put everybody on that level. I hate the comparison. Happen. The breaks that you love, I agree. the Joe Montana's, they took years. I agree. I agree. I agree. Even to that Brady, and even Peyton Manning, he was I all agree. for a couple years. But so y'all, y'all, put, y'all make it so hard. Okay. I, 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 I agree with him, though. I agree. Agree. We all agree on that. But early, you're the one who made Brock no, Purdy's no. all-time great quarterback after six yeah, games. Yeah, you no, you yeah, talked yeah, about no, it like it was Joe Montana after six him, games. You were, you were calling him uh, early. You did call him Brock Brady, bro. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah I, I will say I my excited. thing is. I got excited. <laughs> yeah, my thing is. I got excited. Crazy. Brock, Brock Brady was crazy. And I'm going to also say, I'm going to tell you the biggest issue with, with Brock Purdy, I think, from a from a mass media standpoint. I think it was that that call in that NFL game where he was said out he was reminding me of a young Joe Montana. I think that was the first big overrate overrate of of Brock Purdy. Then obviously on the platform, you know, you got guys saying if the the three weeks into the season, if the season ended, he's the he's the uh the the MVP of the league. So with all of those expectations early, that's what that's why it becomes that's why these conversations I think happen. Because once you start thrusting people to these heights, and I think this is why on our platform specifically, we've had so many, there's been so many hot and cold debates about Justin Herbert, because when he first came onto the scene, a lot of guys threw him into like that top three, top four mix right out of the gate. And I think into his rookie, and I'm talking about his rookie year in the league, that created a crazy amount of conversation. So, you know, I think when you put a guy at peaks before they're even really have a chance to get their feet wet. Maybe I, I think like it, it it come it it creates some really really hard like criticism. But I do want to move on to this next topic because it was a topic we talked about here on the press box. Right, maybe I want to say right before the season started, we talked about some new starters that were playing quarterback in the league this year. The Desmond and the, the three that we talked about the most was Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and Jordan Love. And so my question to the panel is: We'll start with we'll start with Trent on this one. Which do, do any of these three second year court first year starters at quarterback do they deserve a second chance next season or would you decide to move on from them if you had the opportunity to? Um, well, Jordan Love, I think you have to stay with him. Period. I, mean, I, I say, I think that's period, even though he has it, even though those two games that we first saw in Jordan, we thought he about to be the truth, it's been mad rocky for him, so we still gotta let him rock. Desmond Ritter, <sighs> damn, it's because if there wasn't so many trade negotiations that people are trying to maybe trying to ship him out and get like a Kyler or another other quarterback, then yeah, but I think it all if that doesn't happen, yeah, you got to stay with him. I feel like, mm-hmm. bro, like what early said, bro, some of these quarterbacks take a little minute for him to get going. I'm not saying Desmond Ritter got the potential of the world, bro. When you really have all the weapons with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, um, B. John Robinson, like you've got dudes around him so you can look pretty solid. And he's also, Desmond Ritter's play has also been picking up a lot. Since the first two weeks and that bad game from um against the commanders. And then Sam Howell, yeah, you gotta stay with him unless they just have like a bad year and there's another quarterback that's like maybe like a can't miss guy, like Drake, Caleb, something like that. But they already got three wins. 
So yeah, well, they basically almost out of the equation. So I think you got to stay with all of them for real. Honestly, you have. I think you kind of have to unless you get a trade for a collar or something like that. Carson, what are your thoughts on this? I'm not high on any of these dudes, honestly. So I have to disagree. Love, I think you, yeah, are judging him as a first year starter, but you also are judging him as a fourth year quarterback and a guy who showed flashes in the first couple of weeks. But even in those games, there was a lot of inconsistency in terms of accuracy. I think his accuracy is just downright bad. And if you look at some of the numbers to support that, he is the fourth highest bad throw percentage. He is uh bottom five in terms of on target percentage. Like he's just struggling to get the easy stuff done at times. And when your quarterback is holding you back in that way, that's a problem. I mean, he's got decent athletic traits. I just think it's hard to envision a scenario where he turns into like a franchise guy. I think maybe he's a low end starter, but I do think he's the best of the bunch. Ritter, man, I just think really struggles to push the ball down the field. He had that one good game where the Falcons were actually able to lean on him. That was nice to see. But overall, I think we haven't really seen that from him. And Sam Howell is fine but he's a very slow decision maker. And I know that he's getting sacked like more times than rookie David Carr. Like it actually might be a record setting season, but the line is bad. I think also he has responsibility in that because he's always looking downfield. He's always trying to make a big play. And oftentimes that's not the best thing for them. And then he doesn't have those sort of like above and beyond athletic traits. So I would, if I were drafting high, especially for the Falcons, they're not going to be drafting that high, but for the commanders, I would be looking to upgrade at the quarterback position. I don't see those guys as franchise dudes who I want to build around. Yeah, for me, when it comes down to it, I agree with Trent. The Packers are kind of like, hey, man, you got to see this through with Jordan Love, to be honest. They did this whole stuff with Aaron Rodgers. They drafted him. They invested him. And then they give him a new contract, too. It's like you kind of just have to live with Jordan Love until, until like, he just sucks. Um, Desmond Ritter. I mean, I've never been a fan of Desmond Ritter. He has his moments, but like it's pretty obvious to me watching that watching the Falcons play that Arthur Smith actually does want to throw the ball. They just can't a lot of the times because Desmond Ritter, when he does throw it down, it's either inaccurate or just a bad decision, despite having Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Sometimes it works out. He throws it up to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts makes a great play. Or Drake London, he throws it up to Drake London, makes a great play. But Desmond Ritter is just not that great. And then... Sam Howell is the more interesting one because there can be a situation where they lose enough games to where they can get a good quarterback. But at the same time, Washington defense is atrocious and their offensive line is disgusting. 40 sacks is disgusting. That is a disgusting amount of sacks to one quarterback. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. And I probably 10 games in. Exactly. Well, hold on the, the hold on. That, that 40 sacks, though, I mean, I looked at the numbers because that was a big thing, right? The numbers, only 13 have been attributed to the offensive line. The rest, um, he was right before when he said that Sam Howell has been holding the ball off long. So even the offensive line, sacks is the no, 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 I said only 13. 13 sacks out of those 40 have been attributed to the offensive line. They're actually a really good offensive line. They have positive grades all around. Sam Howell is actually the problem with those sacks. It's not the offensive line. Just wanted to clarify that. I don't know. Sometimes, I mean... I feel like you can make that case a lot of situations where there's a lot of bad, uh, a lot of sacks. Um, I, I only can take that for face value when it comes to certain stats like that. I hear you. But when it comes down to the commanders, like on the safe side, I definitely would draft a quarterback. I don't know if they get like an early pick, like it's guaranteed you take Penix, May, Caleb, 
But even later on in like the third, second round, I probably still would. But I would start Sam Howell the first season before anything else. So other than that, Jordan Love's like the only quarterback I could see. Like they're probably going to stick stick it with him, to be honest. I'm with Carson. I don't like any of them. I don't like any of them. But I was like, I, I didn't know the, the stat that Jalen threw out about um, the, the sack numbers. Because I was like, man, every time I see uh, Howell drop back to pass, he's on the ground already. So I think all three of those teams, if they have high picks, which I think all of them might have mid to high picks, um, and if Michael Penix is there, they're all take. Uh, uh, I can't say for Green Bay. Green Bay, I think Green Bay is gonna. They've invested so much, they might keep it going with Jordan Love. But even at, even the staunchest Al- at, was an Atlanta Falcons fan. If you see if your team's on the board, Michael Penix is there, you're taking it, and you're like, you're hey, right. Desmond Ritter, thank you for the year and a half that you gave us. But Michael Penix is just, we just think he's better. And you're going to, and you're going to embrace that. So uh, Sam Howell, I think there's going to be a lot of turnover with the commanders here pretty soon, not just internally, but also like they're, they're already talking about changing the name back or Mm -hmm. doing this will be a lot of turnover. I hope that they somehow still keep uh, Eric B enemy still there. Cause I, I like what he's done. Uh, I, at least I, I enjoy what he's trying to do with that offense. Obviously, you got to you got to shore up. Um, if you are going to keep Howell, you're going to get new quarterback. Shore up that those uh, bad habits that Howell picked up. Or if you get Penix, then let's ride with that. But um, I'm with Carson. I don't like all three of them, and two of them are definitely if the right quarterbacks there, they're getting new quarterbacks. Uh, for me personally, I look at the situation and I agree. I think I'm gonna be honest. I think Jordan Love, you got to give him another year now. I. Carson, I love the point about him being a fourth-year quarterback because I thought the same thing. I, I, I've expected a little bit more out of him coming out. You've had a lot of time to sit under uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I get it. The speed of the game is faster in real time than it is, you know, taking mental reps in practice. But I, I feel like he should have had – I think he should he should be adapting better to the NFL game than I've kind of hoped for. But I do, can see, I do see a situation where Matt LaFleur goes – with Jordan Love next year, just because they drafted him to be the heir apparent. I think, you know, I think the ego of GM sometimes, so this has to be our guy. I think that'll play in a bit this year. So I can see him being the guy next year. Now, the Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter thing is interesting because the Falcons might still win the division and still look to replace their quarterback. And so I see Desmond Ritter as a guy. Unfortunately, I think he's just not dynamic enough. I think he is a offensive limiter and they are driving a Ferrari with a V2 engine. And so when you have all the firepower that they are able to have, and they only average per game 16 points a game, that is a that, that is a glaring issue. You have B. John Robinson, you have Drake London, you have Kyle Pitts. Um, you have a slew of young, young athletic weapons that are in their prime, and you're not making the most of it. And so you have to look at not only Arthur Smith, but you need to look at the guy who's operating your offense. And then the commander situation, understanding the sacks, I think it, I think two things can be true. I think they can have not the greatest Olam. I can also think he holds the ball too long. Um, I think Tim Howell has a lot of talent, but I also think he may be a bit limited. And the reason why I think Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell are probably the two most likely to be replaced is because next year is next year is Kyle, Kirk Cousins is a free agent, and it's Kyler Murray obviously potentially being on the trade block. So with those two quarterbacks already clearly being upgraded from both of the two quarterbacks we're talking about, I can see a commander's Kirk Cousins reunion, and I can see Atlanta trying to get the most out of a Kyler Murray having a B. John Robinson, Kyler Murray backfield can be really dynamic for you. Um, And 
Two, and the third third thing is, I think Penix, May, Caleb Williams, um, even I think even Jaden Daniels are better prospects or better building block quarterbacks than Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter. So I just think the options out there for both teams are a lot better are a lot better than what the Commanders and the and the Falcons have to are settling for. And realistically, how long are the Commanders going to let the Eagles and Cowboys dominate the division? And do the Falcons really want to be taken seriously in the NFC South? And I think those those questions, if those questions are are yes, we want to be dominant. I I think you have to look for upgrades at those quarterback positions. Yeah, one question for you. So, because to me, I think that the Falcons are like a year or two away. So mm-hmm. with that being said, mm-hmm. you just automatically get rid of Desmond Ritter there. I think if, so. If you can bring in Kyler Murray or Kirk Cousins, yeah, get rid of him immediately because they are they are immediate upgrades. They are right now upgrades. They make you a better team. I think the thing is, and like I said before, bro, they they're probably there's a really good chance. I mean, Pete Carmichael, uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, what they got going on in New Orleans, Lord have mercy. Uh, obviously, is Chris Olave going to be suspended? We'll see how that goes based off his situation. To my athletes out there. Please don't tell the cops when you're getting arrested what team you play for or who you are. They're going to find out regardless. I, I'm telling you right now, they're going to find out regardless. You don't oh, have to Jesus. believe who you are. You're not. They're That's not never going to work. It's That's not going to work. work. Yeah, it's not going to work. It just makes you look even even worse in the situation. Um, but besides the point, besides the point, uh, I just I, I I don't see a situation where if you can't upgrade right now, you don't go ahead and do that. If I if I'm at least the Atlanta Falcons, I think well, they're a tier two team to be honest. If they get a good quarterback, like yeah, if you Kirk get Kirk Cousins, Cousins yeah. same tier as the Cowboys line. Well, y'all worry about Kirk Cousins aging because Kirk is about to be thirty five. Kirk's gonna get like a two three year deal. Look at the I'm just saying like the age factor kind of. But the, the only thing, Trent, is if you get Kirk and Kyler, that immediately accelerates your timeline. Now you're like, yeah, we got to start. Okay, okay. And, and, yeah, so, and that's I, what I'm saying. It accelerates yeah, I also want I like, Kyle Pitts to not have to commit sorcery to catch footballs. from, from <laughs> That behind <laughs> right. the back pass was crazy. And I'm like, I hate the fact that every time I watch a uh, a Falcons game, I just forget <laughs> that Kyle Pitts is there. Right, I just I forget, and I'm like, if you don't want him, just trade him somewhere, and and somebody else will use. Recently, him. they've been using him. Him I and Drake mean, have been getting. What have been asking that for two years? He, he could put up Travis Kelsey numbers with the right quarterback. I think Kyle Pitts is that good. I think. Probably. I mean, J. Rob said it. Ritter is an offensive limiter, and it's also the totality of the team. I mean, this is a legitimately good defense. This is a really good <laughs> secondary. They're top five in pressure rate right now. It's a top ten scoring defense, and yeah. They've got absurd athletic weapons. They have one of the best run games in football. So if you had average quarterback play, if you had Kirk, like, yeah, they're not a Super Bowl contender, but that's an 11-win team to me. That's a team that can win a playoff game. But when you just can't push the ball downfield, and also Ritter makes those back-breaking mistakes, so does Howell. So it's like when you can't manage the game, you can't do the easy stuff, and you do some of the really dumb stuff, I, those aren't just guys I want to invest in. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't. You know, and the thing yeah. is, too, I got to remember, it's a, it's a win-now league. Like, unfortunately, it, and this is why football, I, I love football so much, but the, the harsh thing of reality of football, and I mean, we do it on, on this show, is it's a week-to-week sport, man. It just is. Last week, we were talking about the, the Lions as a contender. A lot of people are selling all their Lion stock after one loss. You know, it is it. It's week to week. Your stock, yeah, please. I'll take them. Yeah, I'll take all the Lion stock. Yeah, I'm doubling I down. Never, I'm doubling. I'm taking a dip. I'm taking a dip. I'm, I'm buying in on the dip. I'm buying on the dip. I'm taking Bryce Young stock too early. 
Yeah, you. I'm buying. I'm buying on the dip right Can now. I say go this? Ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So I think that um, first of all, I can't take nothing random for serious because you're wearing baller colors. But I think I did first of all, no, we represent Thirst Three Saints over here. <laughs> no, we don't mess with the ballers. <laughs> ballers. I I disagree with him and Carson on this. I think that you give Jordan Love at least three years because Aaron Rodgers literally crashed the car and then gave him the car keys. Like now you do something with it. He 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 basically mm. tore that team apart. Mm. And then my time wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I want to see where this goes. Yeah, let's finish before you speak. Speak speak accordingly when you speak on my quarterback. I think Desmond Ritter and I think Desmond Ritter and Sam Howe they will always stop gap quarterbacks. No one is looking at them as you're my guy for the future unless they do something crazy where it's like, yo, you're going to stay. But Jordan Love gets a little bit more lancy because he's been there and he wasn't able to get the things that Aaron Rodgers had when he had the team. This is probably the worst Packers team they've had in a while. Can we admit to that, fellas? Worst? Sure, worst but, Packers team? Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to know how Aaron Rodgers is. Well, it was his drama queen. It used to be like, let me answer that a big one, a big moment. Devontae Adams Adams took the money. Devontae Adams took the money with the Raiders because of Aaron Rodgers waffling on whether or not he was going to play or not. And he just didn't run away. No, no, Yes, that was literally a part of his decision. One at a time, one at a time, one at a time. That was part of his decision, Devontae Adams took the money with the Raiders because the Packers put him on the franchise tag when he specifically said, don't put me on the tag. And then no, they put him on the tag all, anyway. I understand. That's literally that, how that happened. Aaron Rodgers, it, it, he legit. Devonte Adams said it himself that Aaron Rodgers waffling was a part of it. I'll find it and I'll show you. Give me a second. Let me find no, it. No, he, no, he, no, he did say that. He did say yeah, that. Yeah, he did say y'all that. not remember? He was no, like, no, no. I'm not saying the tag wasn't tag. part of it, G yeah, baby. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers waffling or not he's going to play or not was also a big part of his decision. Didn't Aaron Rodgers get a huge? I just hold on time out. The only thing, the only thing I don't, I don't like is the the crashing the whip. I mean, Aaron Rodgers he is, crashed is, the whip and then gave the keys. I don't know about man. crashing the whip. Well, they didn't. How, how 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 did he crash the whip when they already this is how they, they already the whip. hold on? They already had his 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 second. They already had somebody in co-pilot ready to take over once he was done. Because the money they they was going. Let's be real. They was going to keep Aaron Rodgers as long as they could. All the money that he obtained from the Packers could have went to. Uh, if you was going to leave anyway, you could have just. Left earlier, and all that money mm-hmm. that you obtained, we could have put on. We're gonna let him get this off because we gotta get to the next topic, put on y'all. So many other places. You 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 linger him for a couple years, and then you go off to the Jets, who got everything, and you leave Jordan Love with this team. He ain't got a star receiver. He doesn't have the defense. He leaves he Jordan Love Rodgers with this team. It's his Rodgers. team to inherit. Like he did crash the whip, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, he crashed. Have to move on. So yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's not really say about that. Um, there's not really much to say about that. That's that's more of a. I feel you early. You know, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Oh. Um, um, should the my question is this: Should the Bills should the Bills be on upset watch again this week against the Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football? Let me ask you this: With the if they lose this game against the Buccaneers, what does the conversation become about the Buffalo Bills? Go ahead, G Baby. You set the tone. I'm, 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 I'm actually gonna take it a different route to set the tone. Go for because- it. Go for it. In the words of Mr. Trent's brother, Trey. Trey, shout out to Trey. Let's not scout the helmet and scout the team. Mm -hmm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a pretty solid team when you don't look at the past of who their starting quarterback is. Mm -hmm. They have a good receiving card. Rashad White is solid. The O-line is healthy. And the defense is solid. So if they do beat the Bills on a short week, 
after the uh 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 what's it called after the Bucks just got out of a nail biter with the Falcons divisional game, you know their sense of urgency's picked up. If they do beat the Bills, I wouldn't really be that shocking because most likely, let's be real, it's still Josh Allen. Josh Allen's gonna throw for a lot of yards, throw for a lot of touchdowns, and he's also gonna make boneheaded mistakes. Oh, bruh. Gee. He's also gonna no. All I'm saying is it wouldn't be crazy if no. the Bucks eat one out. No, 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 no. That is a bad loss if they lose to the Bucks. Wait, yeah, wait, it's a bad loss. And they are elite, they are leaps and bounds above the Bucks. We are not about to act like if the Bills no, yeah, he's right. The quarterback score. is leaps and bounds. No, and that's about it, G baby. <laughs> the quarterback is let, let him go. Let him let, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trent. Go ahead, Trent. Give My, what I'm saying is they playing, they're playing the Buccaneers. It depends, depends on but they're playing the Buccaneers. Bro, we all consider do we not consider a Bills basically every year or just even now still a contender to go to? I, I don't. I personally, I know don't. you don't. I do. They are a 12, bro. They are a 12, 13, another 49ers like almost every year. So if they lose to the Bucks, if they lose to Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, that's still a terrible loss. Again, you scout in the helmet, or you scout honestly. No, 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 no. One at a time. One at a time. Let's not get lost in the argument. I'm not trying to. D baby, you violating with the interrupting me. I'm sorry. You think? So G, I'm asking you, so you can go because I'm I'm be out here. So I'm just asking you. think that the um the Buccaneers are almost on or really on the same tier with the Bills? I'm not, it's not that I think they're on the same tier with the Bills. I feel when people look at these Bucks, they just assume because of the name of the starting quarterback on this team, they automatically assume that the Bucks are just some dog water team. If you look at how they play, if they if you look at how they play, they're not a bottom tier team, they're a solid mid-tier team. And it's not like we haven't seen a history of the Bills. Losing to solid mid-tier teams. So all my point is, it wouldn't be shocked. Okay, now my last question to you, and I'll be, I'll be super done. Mm-hmm. The Saints beat the Bills. Are you surprised? No. Mm, but he's a fan. Why, would, him, I, he's a why fan. would I be surprised? He's a fan. Because man. the only problem I honestly feel with the Saints is Trevor Penning and Pete okay. Carmichael. Oh, gee, gee, Everybody else cool. Got it. You got it. You let him have it. You let him have it. Let him have it. How was that? Yeah, yeah. How was that? I think I think I think you're being a little. I think you're being a little decent, James. But it's okay. I want to hear everybody else's opinions on it. A little bit. G. I love you to death. A little bit. A little bit. Random. I think we've seen that the Bills notoriously play down to their competition. That's where I'm. That's where I'm worried about. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, they notoriously play on the competition. And um, you'd like to believe after letting Mac Jones legitimately maybe have his best game as a pro on that nice. defense that they would come out and and exercise some demons against Tampa Bay. I, is it at Tampa? Is it at Tampa? No, I mean, it's in Buffalo. No, it's in Buffalo. Oh, it's then in they Buffalo. Should, I'm not – look, I, I've been high on Tampa Bay in terms of they're a good team, the defense mm-hmm. is solid, but I agree with Trent. This would be a bad loss. This would be a bad loss for them. Especially that we already we've okay. already been seeing over the last few weeks that they've been playing bad. You should, first of all, yeah. I know Trent, you're a Giants fan, but they shouldn't have even been in that situation where they needed they two holding calls that. to beat the Giants. Murder, right? They, should yeah, they, they shouldn't have been so they've been playing bad over the last few weeks. They have to showcase their strength and try to get back into the conversation of the best teams in AFC, especially with how the Ravens looked against the Lions last week. And yeah. it's you're just watching the bills fall further and further down. Yeah, so the, they feel. have to have a good showing this week. 
They have to, and or else we might watch the Dolphins run away with that division. Go ahead, Carson. That's why I would be well. I think, Random, you make a good point about them playing down to competition. At the same time, normally when things get really ugly, when they have an embarrassing loss like they just did to the Pats, it snaps them awake and they come back out back out the next week and they're the best version of themselves. Think about after the Jets week one, they played two dominant football games against Washington and against the Raiders. So I think Tampa Bay is still too limited. They can't run the football. Baker the last God, couple weeks has so taken bad. a step they're back. So bad at that. Their offense is just very limited. The defense is good. They're an okay football team, but the Bills should definitely win at home. But as a Bills fan, I am worried about this team. I don't view them as a top-tier AFC contender right now. I think it's Chiefs clearly one. I think it's Ravens clearly two. And then I think there's a gap, and it's the Bills at three. Mm -hmm. And the biggest reason for that is – to me, the defensive regression that we've seen because straight up they lost maybe their two best defensive players. Matt Milano's an all-pro level dude. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in football, and he's super active in the run game, flies all over the field. Trey White was playing like the lockdown corner that he is. Daquan Jones, as an interior D lineman, I think a super underrated loss. He was really important to their run defense. He was balling. So, I mean, that's been an anchor of this Bills team. This also was their best pass rush altogether up to this point. A lot of the young guys have really grown into their own. And when you lose that dominant defense, you can only go so far. Like the Giants had a good offensive game against them. Only nine points, but they were moving the ball. They had over 300 yards for an offense that limited. That wasn't a good showing. And then the Pats, I mean, people focus in on Josh and the Bills offense so much. The Bills offense does have issues. I don't think Ken Dorsey's a great play caller. I still think at times they're inconsistent establishing the run. And I think out of Stefan Diggs, outside of him, their weapons group is really not all that impressive. To me, it doesn't fall on Josh, but everybody looks at them and say, all right, well, the offense has been slow starting recently. True. But if they scored 25 on the Patriots, any week, week one through six, they would have won that football game. game. If they scored I 21, I mean, literally, the Pats I had agree. not put up 21 points on anybody. They put They're up horrible. 29 points. Their line, which has been awful, looked dominant against the Bills' front. And Mac Jones, McCorkle, who has been awful all year, suddenly is moving the football down to <laughs> a big spot. That's yeah, I, I also have a quick question for the Bills fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've always – Rodell said all the time, like it always feels like uh, Josh Allen spams – the uh, was it spams digs all the time i like gabriel davis as a good number two i think he's a good number two <laughs> real quick no no real quick real quick question real quick. but yeah. okay obviously you leave gabe davis alone yeah. 2020 yeah. Like, you feel different so is there anything they can do to can they bring somebody else in even with their defense can they bring somebody else in for their defense obviously losing matt milano may be the the yeah. death nail for yeah, the bill yeah, season. that was rough but is there anything they can do make any moves the Obviously, the Eagles are making moves. I expect mm-hmm. the 49ers at some point to realize our corners are not that good. We should probably make a move. Is there anything yeah. the Bills can do maybe to try and see if they DeAndre can Hopkins. They left? DeAndre Hopkins. Would the I Titans let him go? Hey, that would be a pretty decent, you know. DeAndre had a chance and he chose the Titans, which is crazy. No, he didn't have a chance. The Patriots were willing to give him money and he chose the Titans. Hell no. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots is crazy, but I'm just saying he chose the Titans out of the options that he had. I would look at receiver offensively, and it doesn't have to be a super splashy move. Just getting a more reliable number two. The thing with Gabe is that he has this big playability. He's a real deep threat. He's super athletic. He's big. But as a down-to-down route runner, 
He's yeah. not super polished. His hands are very inconsistent. He's just not the kind of guy you can look to on a third and seven and say, okay, Gabe, get open for me. We need to rely on you. That's where it's so singularly about digs that it does become a problem for this offense. Mm. But defensively, I think the linebacking core has to improve. And I think that the number two corner spot is a concern. Kyrie Elam, who they spent a first round pick on last year, just sucks. Unfortunately, they can't even play him. So those are two, I mean, those are three groups overall. Is he a, that Flo I'm is he a Florida about. Gator? Is he a Florida Gator? Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, he is. Of course he is. Yeah, <laughs> not, a, not a good one. <laughs> Red to Florida straight. Yeah, that's a crazy, come on, bro. Um, so Leave Florida alone, j so This is now turned into a two-parter based on what I just heard. So, okay. uh, Carson, right? I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Um, do you agree with Random when he, when he said he felt like the Bills – play down to their competition a little too a little too often i do yeah i mean i think that they have a few losses over the last couple of years that are just like inexplicable they just didn't bring it the, the fair enough comes up the point is the jaguars one i get your jags when they just looked horrible Who's that jags? day your like, Jack, your Jack, your Jack. They looked horrible that day. The first time I played a Josh Allen. Oh, you talk about last year. You're not even about this year. You talk about last year. Yeah, they were. It was like it made no sense that they lost that game. It made no sense at all. So then, and this is this is me being second part. Okay, J Rob Trent. I want to know how I was being disingenuous when I literally said the same thing. All right, so I'm gonna tell you why being disingenuous. I'm just kind of slipping with it. You know, I'm going to tell you what, I, I understand what Trey says, and I understand your point. You like the Buccaneers' defense. You like the receiving weapons. Baker Mayfield's played decent up to this point. I do think the Buccaneers need to learn how to run the football more because mm -hmm. I think that's one of their issues, trying to have Baker Mayfield throw it like Tom Brady 40 times. That's not who he is. Um, but, but the reason why I say this is a bad loss for Josh Allen in the Bills is because one, they're coming off two back to back. I'm pretty sure, right? They they lost in no, London. Two of the last three. Two of the last three. They lost. Yeah, they lost, they lost, lost in London, London. Then they won. They lost in London. Then they lost then, to the Patriots. Then obvious. Oh yeah, I forgot the holding call that never got called. I think right. if that was 87 in the Chiefs jersey, we'd be having a whole different conversation. Um, I think that might have been that might have been one of the biggest blown calls of the year. Um, so that they easily could have been three L's for the Bills going into this going into this game. Mm -hmm. The Bills won. The reason why this is a must win for me is that they need a they just need a W in the in the W column in October. That's one. Two, the they have the Buccaneers don't have title hopes. They don't have a ceiling that see that leads them to go into a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. The Buffalo Bills, regardless of what we say, how they look from a schematic standpoint, they need help at the linebacker position. They need a cornerback too. They also need another receiver. I think we can all acknowledge that they need those pieces. But I think we also have to acknowledge that in their locker room, their goal is still AFC Championship Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It isn't just to get as far as we need to get to. Mm -hmm. So they need to figure out a way to – and look, we always say this. All these NFL teams have some level of weakness. You either address that weakness or find – figure out a way to overcome it. I said the Eagles needed a safety. Oh, y'all preached it from game one. They went and got Kenny by. They went and addressed an issue that they had. Mm -hmm. And so I think that matters. McCole Hardman. And going to the Chiefs, the Chiefs, what did, what was one of their issues? They probably just needed another reliable receiver. Some because they obviously were doing the whole by committee group. It's See somebody that vibes with stick. Mahomes, you know. Yeah, like I think Kadarius Tony role is about to decrease over the next few weeks. I'm about to, I think you'll see McCole Hardman's role increase. Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice role is increasing. So I feel like I understand schematically it could be a matchup problem for the Bills. 
However, the Bills have championship aspirations this season. And because mm-hmm. of that, there's got to be an expectation to go out there and beat this Buccaneers team. Don't let Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans go in there and have a, a, a great game. Because ironically enough, if Baker Mayfield and the Bucs go ahead and win this game, I think that's a momentum builder it's for the Buccaneers, for them going into their year. I think for both, I think for the two teams involved in this game, I think the implications could have great momentum can lead to great momentum for either team personally. And I agree that it is a bad loss. My only point was I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Neither neither would I. Neither would I. Here's what I will say, though. It's like I mentioned earlier. When they have a bad loss, when they play down, usually it snaps them away. They don't lose to bad teams twice in a row. They lose to a bad team. Then it's, oh, my God, the Bills are running through everybody for three weeks. Then it's, all right, it happened again. Right? They lost focus. They came out flat. So I would be very surprised, very disappointed. That would be like the the biggest so, alarm bell of this year. Of course, why do you think they can't stay Carson's consistent like real that quick? Thing? Yeah, why uh, do you think they can't stay consistent? Uh, I think it's just a mental engagement thing, generally, at this point. And I think that Josh, to me, gets too much criticism for the mistakes. I do think it's a reality with him. I think it can be Carson. overstated, though. Carson. No, it's real. But here's what Carson. I'll say. It's real. Say. Nah, let him cook. Let him cook. It is let him cook. real. Hey, he's been cooking on the ribs this whole time. J-Rod. I like, I like what No, no, but Carson, J-Rod. come on. It's real, though. I'm a Jets no, no, no. I watch as many Bills games. No, no, Carson. It's real. But J-Rob, who is the only man who has led three straight top two offenses in football? No. In the I last agree. years, who is the Josh, man who has Josh led the number one for the last year? I agree. He is great. He is great. And he does that with he does that without a good line. He does that without a good running game. He does that without a deep receiving core. So I'm with you. He needs to cut down the mistakes. This year, there's just been a couple. I mean, first offensive snap from scrimmage this game, he throws a terrible pick. Like he needs to cut down on that. My point is, I think his. Ability to elevate the offense so mm. dramatically, extending plays in a way nobody else can, making throws nobody else can, what he can do with his legs. The fact that most of the time he is a good decision maker. He can be that cerebral mm-hmm. general. To me, that's why I would only take Mahomes over him out of all the quarterbacks. So, But there is every five weeks or whatever, he will slip into it, and I think that's one of the reasons they can be inconsistent. Too. I, I, I agree. With, yeah, hold on, let me just add this point because I just want to just – speak to what he just said i've wanted to know carson I, i've i've come on this platform and i've said because i've been and obviously i'm a jets fan so you obviously understand there's a bit of bitterness there in terms of our teams you know we yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. have been about a bit so i've and i've gotten to see josh allen's development from rookie year and we had sam Darnold, and your guy flourished and my guy i don't know what he's doing right now <laughs> <laughs> but but chilling. um he's chilling he's watching backing brock, up purdy. brock purdy yeah he's backing up brock purdy yeah. Um, but my thing is more so I've said Josh Allen and I've been critical of him. I said, even though I've had my critiques of him, he's overcome having a bad rush defense, no real established run game. I think there has been, I think last year there was all those issues and injuries in the secondary. So I give him a lot of credit for overcoming the team's weaknesses. And that's why I say the greatest quarterbacks are the guys who overcome their team's weaknesses Uh and their ability to lead them with. So I, I stand on that. That's why I got, Really only look at him, Joe, Pat, and Lamar as guys who can break a game right now because mm-hmm. of what they're just physically able to do on the football field. However, I just feel like because of him having that game-breaking ability, sometimes he gets lost in it. And what I mean by sure. that is I think one of the – I think because of and, – and I, and I look back at the the, the, the the Chiefs game. He absolutely balled out of control. Sometimes I wish his offensive coordinator was Bruce Arians. 
Because I think in a mm. Bruce Arians offense where because he has a risk it no biscuit personality sometimes because he believes in that right arm more than any mm-hmm. quarterback in the league not named Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna put it all the way out there with with that with his faith in his right arm. And I agree. I think it sometimes gets him caught up at times. But I don't know. I'm also kind of looking at McDermott. I'm not really liking some of y'all play calling at times. I think that could be a bit better. Um, yeah. And so. Look, I, I see I see the good and the bad, but I do think this game is important for the Bills just in terms of them getting back on track to where they want to be. Go ahead, Riddell, my bad. I want to say two things real quick. Um, first thing is, for me, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Josh Allen guy. I thought the entire discussion last year with Josh Allen being over Mahomes was disgusting. I almost wanted to throw up, to be honest. <laughs> that should never happen. Nobody yeah, should that, ever that be put over Mahomes. Yeah. But at the same yeah, time, it's interesting, because I do think Gabe Davis is not like – the best number two or anything. But at the same time, I, w- I think the Bills do have weapons. And it's kind of funny how Zach Moss is going crazy on the Colts right now and y'all got rid of him. And James Cook in the in the run game is, is doing pretty mm-hmm. good this year. Mm-hmm. I do feel like sometimes, like, there are easy kind of throws you can't – Josh Allen can make, especially check down, because I do think you guys have check down guys. And I think Kincaid is pretty good. I think Dawson Knox is good enough for a tight end. I don't think he's crazy, but I think he's good enough. And sometimes he's like, you know what? I'm going to go for the big play instead. I see, I'd be seeing people wide open for the check down. He's like, he just doesn't, do it. he doesn't throw it to him. He doesn't he, throw it to him. He, ain't got he, he loves the home run. But he I does. also think, again, it's not that that's totally unfair. I just think it's overstated. Like, go watch mm-hmm. the game that he played against the Raiders. That was a masterclass of taking Fact. what the defense is giving you. Agreed. You're giving us two high safety looks. <clears throat> You're just saying, take the check down, take the check down. He can do that all day. So there are times where you got to snap him out of it. You got to knock him on the helmet and say, Josh, buddy, calm down. Like, you don't have to be superhero. We don't have to get it all in one play. But he absolutely has that mode where you look at him and you're like, this isn't just one of the great arm talents, physical talents. This is one of the great minds. Like, this is a all-around great quarterback. So it's just not on Josh to me. To be fair to Josh Allen, because I have, like I said, the Stephon Diggs stuff. I said the check down stuff. I also said that Josh Allen, because we're talking about Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, the difference is when the game is on the line, I trust Josh Allen. I yes. trust him. Yeah, me too, me too, me too. I trust him me to too, do what too. he has to do to win the game. Now, with that said, in terms of the conversation well, at hand, up. the whole thing with like the Bills and the Buccaneers, it would be one thing if this was like a trap game. It was like, oh, we're feeling overconfident. And we lost the game. We've seen plenty right. of that. Cowboys, Cardinals, perfect example. Even Patriots, Bills, perfect example. When you, what, what are they, four and three? This is not a trap game. I don't care yeah. who you play. Yeah, you right. better win the next you gotta game. got to win this one. Yeah. <laughs> let's recognize with the AFC right now, it they can miss the playoffs if they keep on losing games. Like the AFC is very close right now. Like other than the Chiefs right now, who's getting like a bigger and bigger lead. The the AFC, the Dolphin, the division title. Oh, yeah, the division title is going to be hard with the Dolphins if they keep winning and the Bills keep losing. So this is not a game that the Bills can go like, okay, maybe we could take a little. No, this is a game is I don't care who you're facing. You got to win this game. This is a must yeah, this, win. This is a must win for the Bills. They also yeah. so, so, proper playoff sure. contention. They also I signed up Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol. Yeah, well, we, we know. We, well, we I, I just want you to know right now. Carson, I just want you to know right now, because you're going to have to talk about this on a session. The moment yeah. Sam Darnold goes out there and balls out of control, you're going to have to address. I'm telling you right now, the you're going to have to address the masses and talk to them about how let's not lose our minds about Sam Darnold, because he's going to go over there and hoop. 
It's gonna be a big deal. He's playing the Bengals. And you know what I'm and you know what I'm playing the Bengals too. And they're playing the Bengals. And hey Rob, you know what I'm gonna say when Sam Darnold ball out? What? Dang, they did all this and Trey Lance still couldn't get his job on that team. <laughs> That's another thing I wanted to say, G baby. Trey Lance couldn't even beat out Sam Darnold. And I know the no. the, the, yeah, the 49ers Sam, wanted, oh, wanted him to get that second worst, spot. Yeah, but I think Trey Lance has some of the worst luck of any first round quarterback ever. That's just how ever. It rolls sometimes. No, it happens. He should have never been picked. It should have no, been not good. It wasn't that good. Before um, we before, before we close the show, we got one more time. Well, go ahead, early. Go ahead, early. Go ahead. So I want to get my take on the Bills. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely believe that um Baker can beat them only uh, simply just because that offense is uh, uh Carson said it the best. Honestly, y'all have lost so many weapons on defense, and that's the one of the reasons why I'm out on the Bills like a father mm-hmm. who went to get cigarettes and never came back. And my biggest thing is that <laughs> when it comes to the Buccaneers, I think they have the offensive weapons to actually put Josh Allen in a a, a toe for toe. The weather mm-hmm. might be the thing that might be it, it might be the variable that. Nah, it ain't cold up here right now. Nah, it's not cold up here right now. Okay, well then, but but I do believe that it's as good be as nice Josh out. Allen is. You gotta give him the blame because y'all y'all throw the ball to. 40, 50 times a game. So when you're the one who had the ball in your hand most of the time, when y'all do lose, we got to give you the blame because you're the one who's basically determining whether you guys win or not when it comes to the amount of times he throws. I've seen games where you guys have the running game going, but it's like, nah, we can't win if Josh Allen ain't put up 300 yards. So I do. That's that play calling, got, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's McDermott. That's McDermott but, and company. But, but here's the thing: but play calling or not, if Josh Allen's been on that team long enough that if the running game is going, you should be able to make the decision to say, "Hey, coach, I'm gonna go with this running game because it's going. Why keep throwing the ball when the running game is actually working?" I do believe that again. The Buccaneers and Becca Mayfield is the right quarterback, and if he gets hot and Mike Evans gets going, it could be a problem Miss- for y'all. And if it comes to shootout, I don't trust y'all defense the same way y'all didn't show up for Mac Jones. No, it'll be it'll be it'll be close. I'm definitely curious to see. I do think it's a must win for the Bills, though. 100. percent I think Shona hit it on the nose. You, they got to go out there and win. But my final question before we go, I didn't put this on the dock, but I thought this was really important to talk about. And I, I just it slipped my mind. Is AJ Brown a top three receiver in the league at this point, right now, where we stand? Go ahead. I want to have a conversation. No. I want to have a conversation. I want to no, have a conversation, conversation over. As somebody who as somebody who is pushed that AJ Brown deserves top five consideration last year, he's parlaying it with this season that he's having right now. If you look at the numbers, he's out of his mind. Does AJ Brown have a comp has a have an argument for top three receiver in football right now? And he's number three because you're t- I think you're taking Hill and Jettas over him, right? Yeah, definitely. So you're saying mm-hmm. he's number three and Devontae and Devontae and Devontae not right now. If we're talking about current, I think he's saying right now because of Devontae's situation. You know how high of a Devontae Adams fan I am. I'm talking about right now, currently. So then you should know that Devontae right now. Hold on, hold on. G-Baby, 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 G-Baby. You thrusted thrusted Cooper Cup to top three in the league off of how he was doing in one season. I'm doing the same thing, and I can't get an argument. Well, he did have 1,900 yards and 16 times. I didn't put him top three. But I mean, it was one of the greatest receivers yeah, you've I ever said, seen. And I, and yeah, I said I had legitimately led to a race. I said the like, lowest I would put him is five because I understood people who put Stephon and Tyreek still over. Can him. I be honest? AJ Brown. All right, I'll say I'll say where I look stand on this so people could gauge why I brought this up. I believe AJ Brown and Carson. You can follow up first. I believe AJ Brown is the new generation version of Terrell Owens. Oh my God, no! It's a no. comparison. He's not saying. I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm not nah, saying he's it's just a comparison. Owens. I'm not saying he's Terrell nah. Owens, but if you look at the two of them and the way they they were as football players, big, physical, run at the, after the catch, can beat you on the deep ball, 
uh, literally can take a hitch a hitch route, break two tackles, not because of how fast they are, not because they outran you, because you can't get them but to the I ran you, though. Did 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 can AJ Brown not he also outrun had, you either? He also had a problem. With all I'm Rock. saying is, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying he is Gino Terrell Smith Owens. Can get DK the ball. That's T.O. All I'm saying is he's not Terrell Owens. He's AJ Brown. I'm saying I see a lot of comparisons in their game. I think AJ Brown is one of the most physically gifted receivers in football, and I think if you see the dominance he has displayed over these last six weeks, it's not by accident. It, this is who he's been since last year. There's a reason why he broke T.O.'s single season record. For yards in the season, there's a reason why this year he is parlaying that again with another season away. And I just feel like we always talk about Chase and Diggs and Jettas and Hill and Devontae it, as, as they all deserve, or they all as they all deserve to have those those um, as they all deserve that grace. But I think AJ Brown has made a hell of a case to at least enter that top three top five discussion and so i just would love to hear your thoughts on him so who's in that discussion who's in that discussion uh if we're late if we're taking hill Stephon and jettis out Devontae so, adams um, chase hill and jettis no jettis and, and hill i think they're number one and number two yeah uh, hill number Devontae one jettis is number two chase that's that's just how i feel about it so we're talking what so you're saying j-rob you think he's better than Diggs, Devontae? I think right now yeah, he's oh, better yeah. than Diggs, chase and Devontae. i think the only two who are better than him at this very moment are I would take Jettas and I'll take Tariq Hill over him and right this now. We're leaving out, right? Makes, it's gotta be out. because of production, right? What makes I think it? I think it's the production. I think it's I think it's the production for me and the physical traits. I think when I put those two things together, I think AJ Brown is is an absolute is I think he's free. I think he's a I think AJ Brown, I think AJ Brown's physically Devontae to me. It's still the best receiver in the league. I know. I agree. I, I think when having a number quarterback, one? he is. I think I when he has a quarterback, it. he's number one. I think when Devontae has a quarterback and getting the football, he's number one. But I'm speaking just on today, just today only, as the league is standing at, as week eight of the 2025, of the 2023-2024 season, I feel like you got to look at A.J. Brown in some way as a I top three. Devontae Adams was playing. Yo, I will tell you right now, G-Baby, Devontae Adams was playing for the New York Jets. Oh, let me not say the Jets because because Aaron Rodgers isn't here. If he was playing with, uh, put him I'll on say, the Eagles. How do you think Devontae on, on does? Eagles, J. Rob? Uh, what? Well, I think I think put the production will be split. But let's say he played for, let's say he played for. Uh, I want to say I'm trying to think of a, a good team with a decent. Hey, he played for the Houston Texans. I think mm. he'd be. I think his production would be through the roof. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Houston, make, that, y'all really should make play. that a reality. I'm not gonna lie, Houston. Well, Call, call the Raiders, see if you can no, make that happen. Don't do that. So don't do that. I, I do. Yeah. What makes this conversation? If he so played for Patrick Mahomes, I just think personally it's a conversation. I think it's worth the conversation. What makes this conversation so interesting is because I have a back and forth debate with Trent consistently when it comes to AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs. Because I've always said they're on the same tier. I see what Stefan Diggs can do. AJ Brown could do other things, but what he does is also elite. And I think overall, I would put them on the same tier. So the, the conversation when it comes down to receivers from what I've seen constantly is like, what are you able to do? And it really comes down to catching the ball, route running, mm-hmm. and obviously um, run after catch, yak, right? So when it comes down to it, and I know you're talking a lot about production as of right now, I do think it comes down to what you value. In terms of what you value from A.J. Brown and what he provides, oh, he came back. Yeah, he's what he's value, what he he's provides. I had to, I had to what, go do What something. does A.J. Brown do provide from what yeah. I've talked about 
that puts him in this top three conversation. Bro, I, had I think he provides. I think I think for me, in terms of what he provides, I don't think. I think in terms of being a deep threat, he provides down being able to get the ball downfield. I think what 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 um what Carson talked about earlier on third and seven, can you go to this guy consistently? Ooh. You sure can. If you need a guy you to sure sometimes. I'm sure about it. I'm sure about it. I'm sure about it. Hold on, let me finish. 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 He asked what he asked me about the traits. I think when you look for the God givens, and what I mean by that is just the things you can't coach: size, speed, strength. He has those things as well. He has all the God given, and then the yak, man. The yak is what I love the most. You can't just bring. He he's not a guy that's going down on the arm tackle. He's not. He's not going to be that guy. He's huge. He's huge. Draw. He's, he's one of those guys. And so all I'm saying, and, and, and again, I'm not – I, I personally think he's top three. Everybody don't have to think he's top three. I just feel like he deserves consideration into the conversation because he's put together a hell of a last two years. And he put together – and this thing didn't start with the Eagles. It started with the Titans. He put together a hell of a season with the Titans. And he's just done it back to back. So he's also had the consistency. Jay, wait. Come on, bro. Hold on. If he was top no, three, he now, was balling with the Titans if, early. If he was top he three now, wait, come, bro. If he was top, seasons. if he was top three now, he should have been top three last year because ain't nothing changing his game. I said he was top five. I said he was top five last year. I said he was questionably top five. You remember? I, I, I brought that I, wait, hold on, real quick, just to make sure. Just to make sure. Were you trying to say he's better than Devontae Adams, or are you saying he's playing better than him right now? No, I'm saying he's playing better than right now. I said if Devontae oh. Adams <laughs> was on, if Devontae Adams had C.J. Stroud right now at quarterback, I think we still have a conversation that he'd be number one. But I think because I of the so this, that, this is more of a who's playing better right yeah, now. Yeah, this, this is more of like what's going. Yeah, I, I said right, right now. Cool. Yeah, I said cool. right now as of the 2023-2024 season. I okay, if you yeah, for sure. Right. I, I, I can live with that thing. I can live with that. That's what I said though. But that's what I said. You said when you start talking about conversation, once you start talking about in general, especially to me, I don't think. Sure well, I think at the end of the year, I think about when the season's over, he'll be able to have some more stake in that because it's going to put up another very productive right year. And I think you can yeah, argue top though. five, but to me, you can maybe argue top five, but, but like to me, yeah, top five. even yeah. at the end of the season, I still think Devontae Adams, at the very least, is going to be top. Five. I understand. No, I understand. Devontae's Devontae. Devontae's Devontae. Here, here, I get it. Fact, I get though. you there. Devontae yeah. depends too much on his athleticism for me. Two that he, that he did Devonte Adams, Devonte or AJ? I'm going to say uh, AJ. AJ Brown. Oh, I'm about to say, bro. AJ, AJ did beat TOs by 300 yards, but he only played 14 games that season versus 17 games, so that's one. Two, I believe that oh, any listen, Sa- 150 targets and catching 85 balls <laughs> is not good enough for me. It's that's not, you're almost getting twice your targets to catch half the balls. Not, oh, what are you talking about? I'm Wait, what did you say? Talking about AJ Brown. No, can you repeat it? Because I didn't hear. Repeat, it. repeat that. Oh, yeah, repeat. AJ Brown. I, I was saying that one. He depends on his athleticism too much. I say uh-huh. he did beat To's uh, record, but To only played fourteen games that season, uh-huh. and, and and versus seventeen games. And also, uh-huh. I said AJ Brown gets high targets but low catches. See, I don't like that. I don't like. Also, that you gotta you gotta mention people. you gotta mention Jalen Hurts being out you're, that, you're that, to finish the season. We're talking about uh, early. You gotta mention that also. Hurts was out. You gotta get more last year. The top of the top, as far as receivers, they have it all. They have the catches, they have the yards, and they he have has the every single thing. He has all of those. Here's but, only, I mean, but real quick, only thing I do want to add to that, though, in fairness to AJ Brown, yes, all I kind of that. don't like that. He's also, I won't call him a deep threat, 
Well, he definitely has no, a couple of those. Come on. No, he no, he's he's a good no, listen. I'm the, my point is because I don't want to get lost. Don't they have I don't want to get lost on the over 25 yards or something like that. No, but I'm saying I'm not taking he, he it over Jamar. He can, no, but he gets That's okay. I'm my He gets targeted on deep routes enough to where some of them catches are because they threw it out of bounds and he was the nearest. Yeah, right, 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 right. He was what? double covered and he yeah, just it. threw it I'm out the back. I mean, I'm going to be dead that's ass. That's basically it enough no, down the field to where. Go ahead, Carson. Well, that's just what I was going to say to what Early's saying. When you talk about like his success rate on targets, he catches 60% of his targets or whatever. Some of the elite possession guys, Diggs, Devontae, are up more towards 70. That's just because they're in different archetypes. AJ is more of that explosive athletic threat. He's the most physical receiver in football. He is mm-hmm. up there for the best deep threat in football. So it's a different thing. Like Diggs, Devontae, those are crazy technical route runners. And yeah, those guys are better at AJ than that. AJ's still good at that. AJ has a physical advantage that might offset that. I think all those dudes are in the same tier. To me, right. to me, Tyreek and Jettas are in a different tier. I think the production, the skill set, those guys are just unbelievable. But then after that, it is a loaded next handful Jamar, of dudes. Right Jamar is Jamar in that next tier. He's not. A, he's not in the, he's not in the same tier as Jettas and Hill, man. I don't think he is. I will never in my life. I will never in my life not understand how Tyreek and Jettas are in a different tier, and Tay Adams is not with them. No, Tay Adams is with them. I think. It's, but I, 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 think the, I think the situation, Trent, his situation is what, is what about, we're, we're, we're worried about. Yeah, but I think we're talking Tay. about the situation right now for Devontae. Even in his situation, he's still playing good right now. In his situation last year with Derek Carr playing like, he still was balling and wilding out. So I'm saying, he, nothing really changed with Tay Adams to where he's not going to be in the same tick. Like, I'm not mad at that either, worse than Derek Carr. He went to somebody worse than Derek Carr. That's what happened. That's not what he signed up for. A guy is a top receiver. That means he can do it anywhere. He can do it at your mama house, your aunt's and he house, is doing it. He cooking anywhere. Devontae Adams is. Did y'all not watch that? Did y'all not watch that? that so, so what happened in that Raiders Jones, game? So what happened when the Raiders played the Packers? He said Devontae Adams. No, Jimmy, no, Jimmy G was missing math throws. I can't get it. But, uh, was, they were feeding him in the first half, then oh, they just stopped. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is he's he's acting like AJ Brown wasn't getting it done with Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that, but all like, I'm saying he's is making a mute point. No, but no, 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 J-Rob. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. One out of time. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. One out of time. We're not saying like, oh, AJ Brown wasn't doing it. But Tay Adams, the reason why we bring up Tay Adams is specifically to argue when people say he's Fellas. not in that top tier of receivers. Fellas, he is in that top tier. I'm cool with that. I'm not debating that. Well, yeah, but that, but that's what we was correcting. You're like, I'm just trying to say AJ Brown should be able to have a a, a, a top five a seat at the a seat five. at the table. Yeah, I think he should it's have not, a seat I'm at not, the table. Okay, so hold on, no, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm asking you this, J-Rock. But hey, Trent and Trent and Trent, I've been I telling you, Chase. I thought, and I and I told you since last season that I thought AJ and Jamar were closer than people were really willing to give them credit for, and I think he's just following up this year to prove my point. And I just think he deserves. I think there's about six to seven guys in the league who are in the top five conversation. And I think AJ Brown should just be deserves to sit at the Oh, yeah, if you want to say that, cool. Because to me, honestly, I'm not early. The only year AJ didn't have a thousand yard season with the Titans was his last yeah, season. Yeah, and he, he was hurt. He's saying he's he's Titans. Done. Let's let's play move on for that. All I'm saying is that AJ Brown has been the exact same receiver mm-hmm. since his last year in the Tennessee. So I don't know what kind of change for him to be in the top three conversation. Now, I get he had a 1400 yard year, but him as a wide receiver, nothing changed with him. 
But production. What, what, what change? What change? What change? What change? What change? You would call Jamar Chase. What does look different for Jamar? What does look different from Jamar Chase in his rookie year? What was the big significant difference between Jamar Chase? I had him sitting out. I don't have him. Okay. So then, what's the what's the what's the problem? If I'm saying that I both think they're in the same round, then what's the? I mean, okay. Now my question to you is: If you had them in the same tier since like 2021. That's not the issue. No, I said since last year. I said so. It's 2022. Last year, I said so last you don't year. Think that Jamar closer. Chase and AJ Brown were in the same conversation in 2021. That was, that was last year. The, the last the moment we had that conversation was last year, though. That's what oh, I'm saying. okay. Uh, My point is, all I'm saying is, if you if because I know like Dub, everybody says AJ Brown has been the same guy, the exact same guy since in Tennessee. And to me, what I heard, nobody had these conversations with Diggs. Nobody had these conversations. I think I think he's a way more polished deep threat now than he was in Tennessee. I disagree on that, but. That's just what we usually disagree. I mean, with. he's been a better deep throw in in Philadelphia than he's been in in in. Oh, I mean, yeah, because he's been getting Tennessee. better deep throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like at the that's same time, disingenuous. That play, okay, no, it's not disingenuous. It's not disingenuous because in that play action heavy offense, he got a lot of deep throws in Tennessee. The problem is, is Ryan Tannehill is a duck, and ultimately, that's the facts. But ultimately, he was still a deep threat in Tennessee. I think he's been better at it now compared to what he was back then. So it's not like he wasn't still getting these shots. The reason why I don't like – I mean, I understand what you're saying, Trent, and I do think it has value sometimes. But Make this the last point because you got a two-hour mark. I think do think there's something to be said. Like once your production and once your opportunity goes up, can you handle that opportunity and production as it goes up? I mean, I think the perfect example is Juju Smith-Schuster. The moment he got that production and that opportunity, we saw who he really was at the end of the day. <laughs> so, so that's he my a, thing. He is, was Antonio like, Brown merchant. Yeah, like that's fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. But my thing, but I feel you like not that because I see yeah. like your skills are your skills, but we we have to see those skills manifest yeah, when you get I that agree. opportunity. I don't, I don't yeah, remember I Juju. Ever read uh, in these top five, top ten? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I know. What would the highest his highest rank ever be? So people thought he was better than he was. I agree. After, yeah, before. but that's because he had Antonio Brown. That's he's a great number two receiver. He's but never going to make the Hall of Fame. I love AJ Brown, but he is he he isn't even the best pure receiver on his team. Let's let's just end the show. All right. On that note, let's end the show. Yeah, on that note. Yeah, on that note. I'm going to say, though. Hey, I will say, though, before we head out, Smitty is close to the AJ Brown, which I think, but I'm just saying. I'm not 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 yeah, Carson, I can't wait to see y'all what y'all say about Deshaun Watson. I got so many questions. JJ, where are you? Hey, 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 I just want to say I appreciate y'all boys as always for coming on. Carson, hell of a debut on this show. Thank you for pulling Thank up. you guys. And one other thing, Miki, where are you, Miki? We've been looking for four weeks. You can't run off on the money. You've been running off on early. We got to stand on business, bro. You're not standing on business. You owe me, you owe Mookie. I mean, you owe early a hundred dollars. You made the bet. You haven't shown up in three weeks. It's crazy, Meek. We're looking for you. Make sure y'all go follow that man Trent on on YouTube as well. Peace. Facts. Go live in two hours. Facts. Go. Woo.